0: And now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would please welcome to the ice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. Welcome back to The Has-Bens, Presented by 10K Takes brought to you always by the Chill Boys. And you can go on www.chillboys.com and listeners you can type in HB15 to get 15% off your first order from the Chill Boys. Get your underwear, socks made out of bamboo. This week the first week of 2023, can you believe it folks? We're in the fucking New Year already. Uh, no longer 22. I am joined by Jack Mason, um, co-host Casey Perper, and our very special guest, Keaton Thompson um, from Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Grew up playing for the Force, the NTDP, goes on to play for the University of North Dakota. He's been playing pros for how, how many years now, Tom? I mean, the last fucking six years, I think. So um, it's great to have this guy on, Tom. Thanks for coming on, man.
1: No, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Um... A little nervous, but I know you fellas are going to take care of me, so let's ride.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll definitely take care of you. You're going to have a great time on this episode. Um, We always have a good time, especially, you know, I I noticed a couple of you guys uh, might be sipping a glass of whiskey. You know, that always gets the conversation flowing a little bit, as we know. Um, Let's move on to our weekend recap. Brought to you by Beauty Status. And folks, Beauty Status is an authentic Minnesota hockey brand. T-shirts, head covers, stickers for the man cave, flags, polos. They've got it all. Good Minnesota hockey stuff for all the fans out there. Go and check out Beauty Status um, on all socials. Their website is www.beautystatushky.com. Perp, what do we get up to on the weekend here? Yeah,
2: so I had a pretty uh, pretty chill weekend. Made a little trip out to uh, the great college town of Madison. Um, not much college stuff going on there, though, over the, uh, the New Year break. But um, me, the wife, and the boy got a nice hotel. Um, the graduate downtown Madison there, visiting some of Coley's friends. Um, had some drinks, stayed up late, rung in the New Year, um, watched some football, and just enjoy how does
0: that perp how does that go because i'm a little unfamiliar with this stuff Uh, how does that new year's eve go you know on the road visiting your wife's friends you've got a son now he's on the trip with you i can imagine maybe you might have brought charlie the dog you know how do these trips look you know because i can imagine myself going to madison and what that would look like but i can imagine it was a little different for you
2: Yeah. Um, it was, it was much different. Um, and I don't know if you remember last year when I was on the very first episode of all time, we actually did this exact same segment. We talked about, um, new year's and new year's plans. And last year we didn't even make it to midnight. So this year was a little bit different. The boys growing up a little bit. Um, we were able to stay up a little past midnight, put him to bed, not as much maintenance now that he's getting a little bit older, but yeah, logistically it's a little different. Uh, following the 2 a.m. night we were uh up at 7 a.m. playing floor hockey in the hotel room and (laughs) uh charlie's barking at me at 6 30 because she's got a shit because we left her there from four to four to two and then just a whole just the whole ordeal when you got a whole family on a trip like that but i will say we did have a great time and um yeah, it's different, but it's a good difference. If that makes yeah. Sense.
0: Yeah. For sure. It makes sense. No, I, I, I'd, I'd like to ask because I'm almost in the point to where, you know, it's best for me to stay at home and I don't have that much to look after. So at the end of the day, are you choosing, you know, do you like going somewhere and doing this something extravagant for new year's Eve or would you rather just be at home, maybe have a house party?
2: Well, so we talked about doing something a little more extravagant. Um, this was pretty low key for, for having a kid, a little Madison was basically the, you know, this is a great opportunity to get away. If that's what you want to call it, going to Madison, Wisconsin for no football game, no hockey game, no college, anything, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, you can't do much. If you wanted to do much on a new year's Eve with a, with a one-year-old child, either a, you're, you're crazy or B you have a, Overnight babysitter where you get to sleep in the next day. Cause I mean, if you're, if you're ringing in the new year full tilt, you're, you're going to be in trouble the next morning. Is,
0: yeah. Yeah. Is that hangover? It's gotta be a little, you don't really have a choice. So like you just get up and fucking do it. Right. Like, Oh
2: yeah. I I mean, I, I woke up at, I think Louie first got up at like five thirty. He, Coley kind of was up with him for a bit. And then at seven, I was on the floor playing mini hockey. I think I had my last, last uh old-fashioned around like 2 two thirty, 30 so i was still buzzing <laughs> playing mini hockey at 7 a.m rang in the new year right um but yeah it's uh it's Perp. fun but uh you don't remember some of the mornings if you're out the night before so Perp, quick question for you wouldn't yeah. it make more sense for lou to sleep in if you kept him up all night see tom that's uh that's something that we've we've played with it doesn't actually work for our situation we've kept him up he still likes to get up at his 5:30, 6 o'clock. Um, yeah, isn't there some I, type of sleep cycle you can get him on by now?
0: Because
1: he's, oh, he?
0: he's coming into one. That fucking kid just wants to live. He hates sleep right, right. now. He's like sleeping. You are you kidding well, me? I gotta, I gotta be awake. I gotta be walking around. You know, I gotta be checking shit out. I gotta be eating rocks. I gotta be problem, tasting shit. I the problem can't be sleeping right now.
2: The problem, Tom, is is the weekdays get him in a different rhythm. So when the weekends come, you're grinding. You're grinding at six a.m. Whether you go out or not, there isn't much way around it. I um, think he's got to he's got to learn that earlier than
1: not. Though is like preparing for life. You know, like treat him like an adult. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like yeah.
1: you can't be baby yeah. talking him. You yeah. know, what, him I think like at what, at what point do you um, stop
0: babying the kid? You know, I mean, you yeah. want this kid to be a nail gun. You know, at what at what point is like he's going to learn today? I mean, I Let mean, it's getting boy to that
2: Right before this uh, podcast podcast started, I had to yank him out from behind the TV. He wasn't listening to mom, so um, <laughs> it, it's getting it's getting to that point where punishment's getting a little more real. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> New Year's is definitely a different ball game with with a one year old, but it's fun. So
0: great insight on uh, family New Year's Eve, and and I do enjoy your spirits and and. Getting after it and doing something extravagant, bringing the family along. Um, who wants to? Who wants to go next year, Mace? What'd you get for this weekend?
3: Uh, so on Friday, uh, I was still at home for the week. Uh, i had work off, so I was just hanging out at home. My sister came back, so got back to Uptown on Friday. Just hung out. Uh, Saturday, uh, went over to Afton for a while. I uh, did a little skiing, uh, but ended up getting a little. Getting a little slapped, so I went right into the New Year's party right after and it was a pretty good time, but fortunately kinda kinda messed up my elbow and gashed my hand a little bit. So just a couple battle scars, nothing nothing too bad, but uh then Sunday I had a Secret Santa with some of my buddies from here, so it's pretty good weekend.
0: Nice. What'd you what'd you get in the Secret Santa?
3: Uh, I got uh one of, just a board game for our house because we don't really have a Ton of board games here, but we got three TVs, so we end up just sitting watching TV most of the time. It's,
0: it's always good to get a board game going with the boys when you're living with the fellas. You know, it's never a bad thing to get a board game going. Um, I used to play dice with you know, when I was playing in the coast with uh, a couple of my buddies in the apartment building we were living in. Um, We've been
3: on a big risk grind lately, but been playing a shit ton of risk.
0: Yeah, that's is,
2: that's nice. like risk again. What is risk? It's a strategy uh, it's game. It's, yeah, you would <laughs> be great. I'd be so <laughs> good. I'd be good
0: <laughs> it's basically you try to take over the world with your soldiers, you know. as uh, and you got the map, The the board is the entire like world map.
2: Oh yeah yeah yeah. I think yeah. That, yeah. yeah yeah I know that game. I was good at that game.
0: It's a great okay. game. There's another. There's another game similar that people play. It's called Catan or whatever. Mm. Um, I've actually never played that, but I've heard good things. Mace, what's the rep- like what are the consequences to your your arm injury? You know, what what happens now? Like what's functional, what hurts? Uh
3: I mean, at first I thought it was broken, but I mean I was just kind of drunk. But I've just been kind of stretching it the past couple days. I don't know. I don't think it's broken
2: anymore, but I mean I got a huge gash in my hand. And yeah. That's uh that's a bleeder spot too on that on that thumb right there. That thing was probably gushing.
3: Oh yeah, it was uh I had blood all over my coat, so I spent half a Sunday just cleaning off my coat. So, yeah, that yeah. pressure spot on the thumb is yeah. Not <laughs>
0: yeah. Fun. yeah. Tom, what'd you uh what'd you get up to this weekend?
1: You know, I had a beautiful weekend of playing a home and home against Grand Rapids. Um, we smacked them 3 0 Saturday night. Got to get on the bus for about four and a half hours. We were chucking some cards, took home a W. And then we woke oh, up. Oh, it's always huge. Oh, uh, it's three money. Three money. The rest what? of the trip. What's
0: the game? What's the game you guys are playing again, Tom? What's it called?
1: Uh, we're playing seven up, seven down. So essentially, like it's yeah. a trick game where you just, you flip a card, that's the trick, and then you go from seven all the way down through one, then back up. Buys you yeah. about an hour and a half, and then oh, you yeah. deal them up again. Then you're there. Yep. Yeah. Smacked them again Saturday night. And then we were on the bus for New Year's with the boys, hit a couple Bud Lights, and then yeah, it's five in the morning when you get back, and you pretty much <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we actually had a big weekend. Uh, we went to Lambeau Field for the Vikings Packers game Sunday, How'd it which go? I, ex- I extended an invite to Perp, which he's only about an hour and a half away. Um, but he
0: didn't he, Perp didn't take you up on that offer.
1: No, as a loyal. Pack fan, I guess an owner actually. Um, he didn't want to support his team.
0: Perp is an owner of the Green Bay Packers.
2: I'm not an owner of the Green Bay Packers, but <laughs> <laughs> I, do feel like I, own, I do own a large piece of that organization for how many times I've been there. Um, Tom, how did the game go? What was the uh, what was the atmosphere like? And I'd like you to give me like a detailed description kind so of I'm like, just like yeah just talk cool. about like
0: the concession stand food and like the atmosphere the arena and like its history and that we, we don't really care about the game and then kind Let's of just elaborate like
2: on what the game meant and what happened <laughs> and whatnot
1: you know like we 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 bust in there so there's about 11 of us um we have a, have a teammate john leonard who played for the gamblers when he was younger um so he had some friends from high school there set up a tailgate but uh you walk in the parking lot, underwhelming. Um, just a lot of nice people. I'll say that a lot of great people there, um, but littered in purple. Um, some Packers fans. Uh, our buddy, uh, he had a black stone out. Started cooking some burgers. Great burger. They know what they're doing with their cheese. Um, yeah, walk in, walk into the stadium. Uh, if you ever been to the Big House, it's uh, kind of like it's little brother, um, (laughs) which was great. I couldn't
0: agree agree more though. It's, it is cool to see though. Like that's an NFL team that plays there.
1: It is. It's, it's the the funding. They, they bring people in there. They get people in there. Um, you're not comfortable while you're in there. Uh, (laughs) but the the energy was great. It was, uh, very high energy. Uh, Vikings didn't come to play. They, They knew they had the week off. Uh, so I was just there and enjoy a beautiful night. It was a 38 degree night in Green Bay, Wisconsin, January 1st. What It doesn't, else could I
2: it doesn't get that? any better than that, does it?
1: No, no. I uh, I was hoping for a, at least a little bit of a game, but, you know, the, the $15 beers and the cold chicken tenders didn't cut it, but the football was great.
2: Did you guys follow it up <laughs> anywhere? Did you hit like stadium view or any of the bars around the stadium afterwards? Uh
1: we got to gander at Town, but our bus was run out of time. We were on a nine hour limit from Milwaukee, so there's two there, two back, so we kind of had a boogie out of there right after
2: yeah you you really get to see some uh Green Bay's finest if you hang around there on a uh how, on a Sunday how, after a game
0: oh yeah, how was the ride back Tom on the bus were we like were the boys did the boys still have energy, or were you guys pretty damn tired?
1: Um, it was pretty good still. Uh, it was like cold enough to like keep you up and like you gotta, like kind of like be awake. So get back on the bus. You start pumping some tunes. You guys are we had to kind of sit in separate groups. So we were kind of like telling each other stories what was going on, who was yelling at who. And then about like an hour left, everyone kind of starts to die down. Then you get off the bus and you're pretty much a zombie.
2: Yeah, reality set in for you and you re- kind of re-reality. yeah. What's about nine um, o'clock.
1: I gotta wake up at six thirty to get buzzing for the day again, and then you're a little hungover, so you're splashing water in your face to get going. Throwing on the Vicks so the coaches can't smell the booze.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta. Coaches, be a, coaches be a pro, coaches smell like it themselves though half the time.
1: <laughs> oh. Some days you get a whiff of them, and you're like, where were you yesterday?
0: <laughs> 100%. That's unreal. It was uh, a good weekend. I wish, you, I wish you used your phone more and sent more snaps of, like, moments like that. But obviously, Tom never pulls out the phone, so you didn't have any fucking footage of it.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's one of my bigger flaws, I think. I got to break out the phone <laughs> more, but I'm one of those guys that are... Just enjoying the moment.
0: Yeah, that's true. I I like that. I can respect
2: it. I do like that. Lambo uh, doesn't have great cell service anyway. So I think you actually made the right call there. So, you
1: know, it's going to (laughs) be stapled into my memory for the rest of my life. Yeah. I'm not not worried about losing that, you know. So I'll tell you guys about it forever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, well, After a a couple road games and then bussing back, that sounds like a hell of a way to end the weekend. My Sunday uh, wasn't as full as that. I I started off Friday. I didn't do much, just anticipating it. I wanted to have a good day Saturday. So I woke up Saturday and um, I went over to the Ralph at about 11 o'clock. Snake had texted me, Tomer. So Snake and Jaybird Bird are the equipment manager and athletic trainer for the NTDP team. And they were our guys when we played there. So, like, they're in town, and I had just seen them in Minneapolis when they played St. Thomas a um, month ago or so. And they came to town, so I went and visited them in the Ralph. And I was just, like, hanging out with them in the locker room, and Snake ended up giving me some merch so I got this bad boy and, um, beer league twig. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully snake doesn't get in trouble for that, but, uh, I'm very thankful of him for, for doing that. And
1: two hard years, you deserve it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, when they're in Minneapolis, I got them a bunch of, uh, has-beens and, uh, mini movers merch and they're wearing, it. they're wearing it around the, uh, the facility in Plymouth there. And, Mono's still there, Tom. Mono's the president of uh, hockey operations at USA. Scott Monahan, and oh, yeah. he's like, he's like, apparently he told Snake, he's like, hey, I'm supposed to bring a mini mover's hat back for Mono. He wants to wear one. <laughs> <laughs> so Mono's gonna be wearing a mini mover's hat. Packing
1: <laughs> his dart outside.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> what a beauty.
1: That's but unreal.
0: Then, uh, yeah, I got to see those guys, which is great. Love seeing those guys. Um, it's funny, like, you know, and we when we are with them, we're high schoolers, so we're like kind of idiots and a little cocky, you know, because we're on team USA or whatever, and these guys just deal with us and it's hilarious talking to them now, the stories like they say and like how they laugh about certain guys and what they do. It's fucking the whole time they were like being beauties about it, but we thought like they're like sticklers, but rightfully so, you know, at the time. But now that you're older, like you understand it more and you, you just like, God, these guys are fucking beauties.
1: They're absolute babysitters.
0: Oh, like, yeah.
1: like imagine 16 year old Ozzy thinking he's the best player in the world. Like, hey, I need new skates. Come on.
0: yeah he's telling me like how much the skates and sticks cost and like their budget and he's like you know we got guys like purposely breaking shit to get new stuff and (laughs) i'm like i've never broken my stick over the pipe (laughs) oh yeah Yeah, i was for sure doing that
1: (laughs) i think i think we were taking the saw to him at one point to get (laughs) a new stick
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) oh it's hilarious to think back but anyways then i went to the uh then I went to the NTDP game against UND, and I actually read the starting lineup for the NTDP team. Uh, before the game, I fucking crushed it. I got a little video of it. Snake took a video of me. Um, so I don't know if I don't know if I've sent that to you guys. I can't remember, but that was oh, yeah. pretty that was pretty funny. I I, I remember leaving the locker room because like at the end of it, I was like, you can see me like let's fucking go. Like everyone's like on their feet, like, let's fucking go. And I ended up leaving the locker room and I was so fucking amped. Like coaches was like, hey, thanks for doing that. And I was just like, let's fucking go. Like, let's go.
2: <laughs> you, you were given you were given it in that video. You were fired up. You had you had everything going. How many <laughs> oh drinks
1: man. deep were you for it?
2: That's my question.
0: Uh one. I had wow. one I had one. I had one little uh, whiskey before I went to the rink, before I got picked up by Dusky, just so I could uh, to cool my nerves because I was getting pretty nervous. Honestly, like yeah. when I was walking down, there, I was like, "Like, how am I gonna do this? Like, how, I don't even know these guys' names. They just hand oh. me like the line sheet, and he's like circled the guys, so I have to look at it every time."
2: Imagine you botched it or just had a terrible. The boys were just sitting there staring at you, like, "Oh yeah, who the hell is this old guy?"
0: Well, I would I, I had you like you know, oh, Yeah, they're like, Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I got the boys going though, but um yeah, UND pulled out the four three win and then after that um I went to Dusky's house and just they there you know there's I think three or four other couples there and then myself. Um because obviously my girlfriend's out east and we had ourselves a time there. You know, I think I uh beat up on on, in beer pong on dusky a few times which was nice and uh yeah that was pretty much my weekend and then i, I spent uh i spent sunday kind of hung over and just on the couch doing not doing much so um but nonetheless you know rung in the new year i guess and didn't stay up too late past it i'm glad i didn't go to the bars because whenever you like last i guess last year we got a table somewhere but if you go to like those if you go to, like, bars and wait in line, it's it's so packed in every bar, you can barely get a drink.
1: Yeah, and you're, you're screaming at each other the whole time.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that'll conclude the uh, weekend recap. Let's move into the uh, predictions for the week. Um, I'm not sure, honestly, how we did last week on the predictions. I should have looked at that, but I didn't. Um, but check those out on the socials. They'll be on there. Um, this week, I want to start off Friday night. Friday night, Minnesota versus St. Cloud. So I think it's St. Cloud at Minnesota. Um, and the line is going to be Minnesota minus 1.5. So Minnesota's favorite. They're favored by a goal and a half, assuming an empty netter will close it out for the two point win.
2: Yeah. So what do we got? A one versus five matchup pairwise? Is that what it's looking like? Um, yes. No, I believe it's I believe it's 4-5, is it not? Is it 4-5? I, I think it's 1-5. One five. You thought Minnesota was 1, maybe not. Um, yeah, it's
0: 1-5.
2: Either way, I mean, is, is this a home-and-home home you said, right?
0: Yeah, but I'm saying this is Friday night. Friday night. In Minnesota.
2: Friday night in Minnesota. I, I like the Huskies here. I think they're a scrappy team. I think they're a road team. Um, just after talking to, to Mason when he was on that day, it kind of felt like they're a team that, <laughs> Has that scrappy nature about him? I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Huskies to uh, to knock off the Gulfs Friday night to open the weekend. Not sure about Saturday, but I think they're gonna. Are take you taking
0: right the way. points? Or are you going money line?
2: Um. Well, plus one and a half. I think I'll just go. I think I'll take uh, the money line because I think the Huskies are gonna win. So I okay. think I think you, you got to go money line there. Huskies win four
0: three. Wow! I like that. Yep. Um, I'm gonna. T- I'm. I'm also gonna take the Huskies, but I'm gonna take the points with it. Um, just because I think Minnesota's missing a couple key guys in the World Juniors right now, oh,
4: yeah. so
0: that's gonna be. Uh, those are a couple tough losses for Minnesota. I don't know. Maybe thinking St. Cloud takes advantage. Maybe Minnesota wins by one.
1: Uh, I think. Did you just pick both
0: there? <laughs> No, I picked St. Cloud points. I mean, they could lose by one, and I still win the bet.
1: Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna slide in with the the dogs. Um, the I think the Huskies are gonna easily cover one and a half. Um, I'll take the alternate spread at minus two Huskies. Um, I think it's paying out plus one seventy five right now. It right is. Pace? It is. <laughs> um, Big payout. So yeah, this is. I'm not going to put it can't lose, but it's a great option if you're looking for something to maybe jump all into, but not just sprinkle on. I love that, Tom.
0: Well, alternating right. lines, I like it. All
3: right, I'll 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 be the odd one out here. I'll take Minnesota, and I'll take the minus 1.5. They're a good team this year, and they might be missing some guys, but I still think they can take the dub.
0: Yeah. Good call. Okay, next one. Michigan State at Ohio State. Ohio State minus 0.
2: .5. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one because that's obviously, I guess, Mich- is Michigan Ohio State as big of a rival and Hawk? They gotta be right there. They're, they're they're decent be-
0: and and they're both pretty good this year.
2: Right, but like I'm saying, that's a, bit, that's a big weekend for them no matter what sport they're playing, right? Oh, this I think Ohio so. State. If you're in the so. same
0: conference and there's only six teams or whatever, for sure.
2: And this is in Ohio State. Oh, that's a tough one. I uh, I think I'm going to have to go – what did you say the line was, Ozzo?
0: Minus .5 Ohio State.
2: I think I'm going to have to take, take those points for the Buckeyes. Mm-hmm. At home in Columbus, um, I feel like as a – as a as a rival, I don't think you ever let Michigan come into come into your school there and and uh, take a Friday night. So I think I'm going to go Buckeyes point five, and I think they're going to sweep the weekend. Actually, so I like that oh. point a lot. Burp. Okay, um, oh. Buckeyes are a
1: great team, um, but I'm taking the money line Michigan State. I think this freshman Daniel Russell, he's got 20 points in 22 games this year. Um, like he's showing a lot of upside here. I think if your young guys <laughs> are driving your team, I think the I think the whole team can jump on and leadership will take over. It's gonna be a dangerous team of here.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 on Tomer's side. I'm taking Michigan State money line. Um as he said, Daniel Russell is a stud. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck he just pulled that off. He just was looking up these teams. <laughs> No. no. uh, Yeah, (laughs) uh, that's pretty good. I love that timer. But yeah, I'm rolling with Michigan State money on.
3: All right, and then I'm gonna go with Perp here. I'm taking Ohio State minus .5. I mean, at home, they're a good team. I think they for sure take it.
0: Okay. Next one up here: Bemidji at Duluth Saturday night not Friday, Saturday, minus Duluth, minus 1.5.
2: Wow. Just dogging the CCHA there with that line a little bit. Um, Probably an accurate line. Um, Duluth's always got the talent, but Bemidji's always got the heart. And anytime a CCHA team gets to go into – gets to play an NCHC team, I think they're going to show up to play Um, in Duluth. Tough place to play, um, but I think the Beavers go in there and I think they win on Friday night. I uh, I like the Bemidji State game; they're a tough team to play. Um, I just can't really see a scenario where they it's not a one goal game, but um, I think Bemidji comes out on top in this one.
0: So you think they're winning? You think they're winning Friday and Saturday, Perp?
2: What what night do you cut the line for? I think it's I think it's a Friday night win for the Beavers.
0: No, I, I'm I'm going Saturday night this Ooh. time.
2: Oh, that changes everything. 1.5 yeah. Saturday night in Duluth. Yeah. Um,
0: because I think the same. I think the Beavers might pull off Friday night win.
2: Yeah. See, I thought we were doing Friday nights. Um, that changes everything. I don't think uh, I don't think Duluth surrendering a Saturday night at home to the Beavers. I think uh, I think they might get slapped for Friday night, but I think it's going to be a Easy Duluth win Friday or Saturday night. So I'm gonna go bulldog Saturday night. So that's a okay. switch that. Yeah, okay. I don't know.
0: Uh, you're gonna, go
2: ahead,
0: you're gonna agree. You're gonna agree, Tom?
1: Yeah, I'm with uh, Perp. I don't think anyone beats Duluth on Saturday night. They got a winning pedigree right now. Um only thing I will say is Bemidji's always hard to play Friday. They show yeah. up, they're always ready to go. They're physical. I am
0: I'm taking Bemidji and the points. I think Duluth wins by one Saturday. All out battle. Um, that's why I'm taking Bemidji on Saturday. So.
3: All right, and I'm gonna also take Bemidji. Uh, I think Duluth's gonna come out hot after having some time off. They're gonna want to win Friday, and then they're gonna let up a little on Saturday. So I'm taking Bemidji. All
0: right. Now. Minnesota State at Northern Michigan Saturday night Minnesota State favored 0. 0.5 points.
1: I'll take the reins on this one. Um I think uh Northern Michigan here uh AJ Vanderbeck um this guy is he's 24 points in 22 games. Um he's is he on the hobby list? I'm not sure. Um, should, should he be? Yes. Uh, there's, hasn't been a lot of noise coming from the UP. Um, I don't know if it's satellites or whatnot, but I'm taking Northern Michigan, any line.
2: Yeah, Tom, that's, uh, <laughs> so I got some insight here on kind of what this, what this series will look like from, uh, from an atmosphere perspective coming off the new year when the students aren't back. And I can tell you right now that it's going to be dead at the Barry Event Center. Um, I wish I could tell you it's going to be rocking on a weekend after New Year's in the UP when the, when the Mavericks come to town, but um, the Berry, uh, the Barry doesn't always show up when the students are gone. And I think it's going to be tough for uh, Northern Michigan, but um, I'll never bet against my guys. Like you said, AJ Vanderbeck, a, a, a known goal scorer can score from anywhere on the rink, elite shot, elite player, um, always a tough team defensively. I can't bet against my uh, Northern Michigan Wildcats. So. Got to go Northern Michigan Saturday night. The Vera Bar will be rocking. I don't think it's called that anymore, but um, Verabar rocking. Boys will be rolling. It's going to be a hell of a Saturday night in the UP. Many- Can you get the wind song real quick? What do, what do you guys <laughs> sing after the game? <laughs> well, that changes every year, but uh, but but the, the boys do get fired up to a little Go Cats Go, and I think we've referenced that on this <laughs> podcast before. And uh go
0: cats go, go cats
2: cats go. Cats go, go cats go. go,
0: go, cats, go, cats, go. <laughs> yep. AJ Vanderbeek is a stud, so is Andre Gantus.
2: Yeah, yeah, you can't sleep on the Wildcats. They got some guys that can put the puck in the
0: net. Um what's their what's their uh they're seven and five, eleven and nine overall.
2: Yeah, I think they're. I mean, I think they're having an okay year. I don't think they're blowing the roof off of anything right now. But um, they're a second half team, and um, I think they're gonna. You don't lose at Saturday on Saturday night, in That's just Purr. a known fact. Purr, uh,
0: is Minnesota Milwaukee State's coach? Minnesota, Minnesota State's ten and nine. I'm going. I'm going Northern Michigan.
2: Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, the boy, the boy. You can't. The boys will be fired up. They got a new locker room up there. I mean, this is a huge series for them. A lot of retributions to be paid against the Mavericks over the years. Um, I think this is. Uh, you might, you might actually see a Wildcat sweep up in Marquette this weekend, if I know the Wildcats like I think I do. <laughs> I want to switch it up and go with Mankato, but take a Northern too. Wow, it's a clean sweep across the board. It's a big weekend for the cats. A lot of we put a lot of pressure on them with these. Cats. <laughs> we
0: might have, we might have just jinxed them. <laughs> Sucking <and> perp.
2: <laughs> I'm heading up to the UP in a couple of weeks though, so that'll be a for sure sweep when going up there. What are you doing <laughs> up there? I'm gonna visit uh, visit my old stomping grounds. Check out some of the spots. Um, catch rivalry weekend in the UP. Um, it's one of the greatest places on earth. So got to make the trip back every once in a while fire up the team i'm sure they'll know i'm coming
0: oh yeah they're they're gonna be aware of it after this episode for sure
2: (laughs) oh yeah i think they're loyal watchers up there i think they watch it in the locker room uh most weeks (laughs) yeah
0: um all right that's that'll conclude the predictions let's move on to the fun stuff brought to you by butter golf um first i wanted to talk about new year's resolutions and your resolution from last year you know how long did it last um did you follow through with it? do you not do them do you do them um what are your stance on those
1: um i was trying to think uh i'm 95 sure uh last year i said i was going to give up pop i think i lasted about two and a half months i made the switch to the uh, <laughs> Switch to those Zedias, which are good, those are good. But like when you get an ice cold
2: dooski or cola, like you can't
0: Oh eat it. it's unbelievable.
2: Believe no. it or not, Tom, I haven't had a pop in five years. I don't think you'd believe that by looking at I, it, I think you're a liar. because he doesn't mess up. He doesn't
0: <laughs> Yeah, he he's he's drinking like a, a mixie before like a rum yeah. and coke or something. Yeah,
1: like I, I, think it. I, I think I brought Perp
2: a rum and Coke before. And <laughs> yeah, I think I've watched
0: him drink multiple rum and Cokes like just a couple months ago.
2: So there's just no way that's true, but <laughs> it definitely, definitely could have slipped up at some point.
1: Like have you, have you had a Mai Tai in the last five years? I'm pretty sure there's a little cola in
2: those. Maybe they got me with the Mai Tai. Hey, you know what?
1: <laughs> five, hey, five years is a great push, Perp um where's my five months history.
0: yeah that is you know what you know what that is that's incredible for five years without it i mean kind of a loser for doing that i mean it's really good so like what are you doing but um it's cool at the same time you know
2: you just Did find you a, a different vice
0: <laughs> yeah. you get a coin
2: <laughs> Do you get the coins or no i don't even know what you mean by that so
0: <laughs> yeah you should get the five years sober oh, from cold oh, off coin
2: a, a pop a coin. yeah <laughs> bottle coke bottle tops
1: um and then this year's resolution uh decided i'm gonna try and write in a journal more
0: It's I always a good to, one
1: i have yet to do it but i'm telling myself i'm gonna get into it
0: oh yeah <laughs> hey you'll you'll get her going next week eh?
2: yeah maybe next year <laughs> <laughs> um and you're a guy and you're a guy with a ton of thoughts like you gotta start getting those to paper. there's a you lot know, of wasted thoughts up there if you don't get them to paper. there is a lot of wasted thoughts and it's uh once they're in they're out they're That's not coming right.
3: back
1: um it is hard though like being with a there's so many like funny jokes you hear like throughout a year it would be nice and to you'd write those down
0: write them, never write them down
1: it's uh it'd be. I one
0: I could write a book the size of like an encyclopedia if I wrote down every joke I've heard. Like every time you've laughed at something, it'd be it'd be insane.
2: Oh, it would be unbelievable. It, you can make a Netflix special on it. Oh yeah! Imagine so the journal. Up? Imagine the journal. Read if one of us if one of us died and we got to read the other person's journal from years past. So yeah, some hell, guys yeah, do seller.
1: Do we ever finish the bear Pass book? book
2: I think that's <laughs> I think we should start that back up
0: <laughs> <laughs> these guys these guys started they created a google doc you know where everyone can like if you share it with everyone everyone can type and watch what guys are typing <laughs> it's like we shared a google doc and everyone's just watching people type out like someone would type like a paragraph into like that would there would be a story off the last paragraph and then guys would keep the story going like <laughs> Some guys would bring it like to way different areas like <laughs> that's insane. It's
2: it was, hard it's, it's hard to fully it's hard to fully describe it without describing it. I don't think it's describable, if that makes no. any sense. The best part the is line, you could... the
0: storyline is not describable. <laughs>
2: no, no. But you can people
1: me. off.
0: But um I guess does anyone I I don't, I haven't really made a new year's resolution this year just because I don't I don't know what I need to resolve but um last year I decided I wanted to work out more which I I actually lasted about 6 months doing like four or five times a day um got pretty strong again but then I I kind of fell off towards the end and then I really took took the to took the the foot off the pedal from like november to like end of december you know like just did not care and then i recently started going to the gym again feels good but it's it's tough to stay consistent with that one i mean it's fucking hard you know if you're not if you're not playing if you're not playing hockey it's fucking fuck i gotta go work out like you kidding me i'll maybe i'll just sit maybe i'll just sit in the fucking sauna
1: you get to (laughs) do the fun workouts like sit in the sauna you go play pickup basketball (laughs) oh yeah You just got to make it interesting. You don't got to be in the weight room.
2: (laughs) Yeah. um, Mine's always kind of on that same track, unfortunately, but I did make a new one this year. Um, And I'm trying to take a page out of Tom's book and have a little less screen time. Um, It's going to be tough for me because I feel like I'm one of the most active guys maybe in the world on their phone. I think I'm, I've never missed a text in the group chat. Um, but it is my goal. I'm gonna I'm gonna reduce some screen time, a little less time on some of my favorite apps, um, specifically Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as of late. Um, but yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. I don't really imagine it lasts very long. But I am gonna make a make a conscious to be a little. Have you ever, have you ever quit?
0: Have you ever quit a social media app before for a little bit?
2: No, because I I kind of feel like if you quit, like if you, you you had to quit but I don't think that's the right mindset. Um, but maybe that's maybe that's something you got to do just get off for a while, but I've always felt like I don't need to get off cuz I don't feel like it harms me, but as of late with the one-year-old son running around, I've kind of thought, you know, maybe yeah. I'll, maybe I'll take a step back from the phone just a little bit. A little less screen time, but we'll see how we'll
0: see how it goes. Less screen time is always a good thing. My phone always updates me every week on my average daily screen time and if it was up or down from the past week and it's like, fuck. Sometimes we, I look sometimes I look at him I'm like, Jesus Christ.
2: Should we do a screen time check? <laughs> yeah. Squid screen do, time check right now?
0: Do a screen time check right now.
2: <laughs> that's, that's, how do you do, do, you, do, you
0: where do that? I, where do I find this? Yeah.
2: I think you just go to your settings. Oh, you go, go, to, you go to your settings. And I think you just go... See all activity, maybe. If you got it, I guess. I don't know.
0: Six hours and 15 minutes. Damn.
2: That's actually pretty good. If I could get mine to pull up, I think it would probably be like 10 hours. I went to four hours and 12 minutes. I was up 140% from last week. I'm at 526. Wow. Seven hours and 46 minutes for me. <laughs> wow.
0: How many hours are we awake? Probably like 15.
2: 15.
0: Uh, 14.
2: I'm, I'm doing half days on my phone.
0: <laughs> 16 from hours. His phone. We're up, we're awake 16 hours and we're on our phone for half. We're half robot. That we're is half crazy. robot we're half like screen time like looking at being a robot and half real world and then the rest we're sleeping
2: so we're basically not
1: even here <laughs> are you worried about what lou's screen time is going to be after seeing what his father does to his phone
2: i am the screen <laughs> it's, it's a daily conundrum in this house we don't uh... <laughs> too much screen time can make a naughty kid so we really try to uh limit that but sometimes it's a necessary evil just to get anything done but yeah it's uh dad hasn't set the greatest example and that's part of my uh new year's resolution tom so hey always making, trying to get better we're making hey we're making improvements in the uh the purple house 2023
1: so yeah i fully support the purpose
0: 2023 <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i think i'm gonna um cut back on the uh the boozing even though i had a good run um i don't want to i don't want to fully stop but you know as you can see here i just poured a little shot and then some water in here and this is going to be my only drink tonight which is going to be you know an odd thing for the haspens because you know in the past i've had you know maybe two to three of these cups um (laughs) we're keeping it to one you know and uh that'll be my new year's resolution for this year but you know what? This is my night. We all get to talk. Um, this is my night to have a cup of whiskey with my buddies and uh, talk some memories, you know. So all the haters out there, if there are any, I'm not sure there are, probably not. But uh, if there are, fuck you.
2: <laughs> yeah, fuck you guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Mace, did you have a, did we go through your New Year's resolution? Did you have one?
3: Um, I think mine last year was just trying to figure out, uh, like a job. Um, cause I'd just graduated like a couple weeks before, uh, worked out, got one a couple months after, but for this how's year,
0: that, how's that been going?
3: Uh, it's been going well. <laughs> been there, I guess nine months or something now, which is crazy to think about, but I mean, it's accounting, so it's pretty damn boring. It's nothing exciting, but you know, whatever. Hey,
0: you're doing your part, fella. Mm hmm.
3: Mm hmm. But for my one this year, um, I think it's going to be try to get more confident in myself. And because I mean, COVID, I mean, before COVID, I was, I was, I didn't really give a fuck. Like I was all, I was everywhere running around, whatever. But like now I'm pretty quiet, reserved. I kind of hold back. I'm always pretty nervous, so I'm just going to try to be more confident in 2023. Kind of get back to what I was.
0: That's a good. Yeah. That's a good goal to have. I feel like that's a valuable, valuable asset to have in life is confidence. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes I'd like more, sometimes I'd like less,
2: um, but if I could chime in for one second, Mace. I will say this is about a year to date from the first episode I was on, and you do a hell of a hell of a job talking on here now. And I do remember that first episode; you, I could tell you were a little nervous on the air, <laughs> and I can tell you've made a ton of growth just talking with confidence on the air.
0: I was telling them, I was telling them the same. I was telling the same thing.
2: I was and like, it, "Dude,
0: you, you cool sound to yeah, you, you I appreciate sound, that. you sound good that. now that. compared to you know, yeah."
3: <laughs> I'm still getting better, you know. I still got plenty of plenty of room for improvement, but it's been something I have been working on, but something I really want to dial in this year,
0: for sure. Well, well done, fellas. We'll see how long we can hold up to those uh, New Year's resolutions. Um, let's move on to the uh, nail gun of the week here. Does anyone? You know, I'm not gonna lie. I have, I have a few nail guns in mind that you know so if anyone has any you guys can go so I don't take any of yours
1: um I guess I can go uh my nail gun of the week um is Travis Howe um Ozzy you played with him I played with him for four games down in uh Salt Lake in those four games I learned he might be the scariest human alive um I only say this because he's coming to Milwaukee this Friday, Saturday, and just hoping he remembers my name.
0: Oh, yeah. That guy's the definition of nail gun right there. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully, I mean, maybe mention, I'll send him a text and be like, hey, my buddy Keaton Thompson's on the team. Just, you know, take it easy on him maybe. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's that doesn't always work with him, you know, because he'd get in, He'd get in little practice, like play fights with guys, and guys would take it like a little too far, and it, he'd just flip the switch and beat the shit out of the guy. You know, like
2: <laughs> you always love those so, guys. Just getting a little board battle, and all of a sudden you're you're into yeah. a, you're into a fight. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, good call, Tom. That's a that's a great nail gun week. Uh, Perp Mace, you guys, want to go?
2: Yeah, I can uh I just kind of thought of this one on the fly here, just kind of sticking with the football theme from last time I was on here. But um Stetson Bennett, um, the Georgia quarterback, um, he's kind of hit or miss on if people like him or not, or if he's deserving of a nail gun of the week. But he kind of has a cool he kind of has a cool story. Um, walk on at Georgia, left Georgia, played at, I think, a community college of some sort, uh, made his way back to Georgia. The guy's like Twenty-five years old now. He's older older than like half the starting quarterbacks in the uh, NFL, and he's already won one national championship. And um, if I had to put my money on anyone, I'd probably put it on him to win the second one. So, kind of a cool story. Um, always think those are sweet. I think uh, kind of makes him a nail gun for being like a twenty-five year old college quarterback, two-time na- potentially two-time national champion, and kind of a cool story to go with it. So,
0: I mean, you would think they would waltz right through TCU, to be honest.
2: You'd like to think, but I mean, you could go the other way. Uh Ma- Or Max Duggan, he's an absolute nail gun too. That yeah, guy. that guy's yeah. pretty sweet. Some with the red hair and TCU, Andy Dalton, Duggan. Look at
0: those two quarterbacks that make it Stetson and Duggan. You know, it's pretty funny to think. I mean, Stetson was like a walk on, wasn't he? I mean, he's like
2: yeah, he walked on, and then he actually left Georgia, and then he ended up coming back. I believe I don't. I'd have to look up his story to be exact, but I know it's pretty cool um but yeah he's got yeah i think he's 25 i'd have to look into that too but i saw a video that showed how many guys he was older than uh in the nfl and it's like half the starters in the league right now he's got like a year most of them which is kind of oh yeah so
0: oh well he's fucking good in college why not be good in college if he can be you know i mean i feel
2: like i feel like being good in college i mean is there would you rather i mean you probably for the money purposes would rather be like an nfl star but like how cool to be to be a two-time national champion in Georgia! Like you're a legend in that
0: community. Well, nowadays you can get nowadays you can get paid. He's probably getting some incentives, you know, he's getting free schooling. Oh. And I guarantee when he get when he graduates, if he doesn't play football, which he's probably going to try to, I probably won't work out. But whatever, he's going to have an opportunity to get any job he wants or start any business he wants. You know, like
2: well in those SEC towns and schools, like once you've won a national championship in those towns you're just like forever like the man in that area like you' I mean, yeah. he's gonna be I mean he can go he could live in Athens Georgia the rest of his life and never pay, pay for a beer he's he's yeah. uh, even just with the one national title you bring two back there and you're you're a god in that community so yeah that's my nail gun not uh, always going football with the nail guns but but I gotta I gotta give Stetson some props so
0: it's football season.
2: That's right. Hockey podcast, football season.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, I got two quick ones this week. Um, First one, I'm going with, uh, I'll probably say it wrong, but Brian DeBole, uh, the Giants coach, Giants head coach. Uh, I saw a tweet uh, the other day saying that um, during training camp, he would script plays that would make Daniel Jones look bad just so he could see how tough Daniel Jones was.
2: And I mean that—that's kind of nails. That is pretty. Nasty. Oh yeah. Imagine, just imagine through. Imagine being Daniel Jones and like hearing that now and like thinking about the mental battle <laughs> you went through, like in training camp, like <laughs> oh, thinking, yeah. like I fuck. He's probably like I fucking can't do this. Like this is way I too tough. and he's just getting messed with the whole time. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> the coach yeah. is trying
1: to break him.
2: Oh.
0: I've heard some stories about Daniel Jones from guys that live in New York that say he's just like at the bars just like hammered like getting in little tussles with guys like every night like at some of these bars like in a certain spot in new york
2: <laughs> and he's like a massive dude kind of oh like yeah a, but he's a oh, massive yeah.
0: and guy. i'm just picturing daniel jones when i see him on the screen i'm like he's huge but he just looks like you know that average joe and it's so funny picturing him like getting in little like pushing matches with guys <laughs> at bars
2: <laughs> probably some like 5'11 guy like chirping the Giants or chirping him oh,
4: yeah.
2: or some or some uh, some Jets fan that, that wants I mean, to go on him.
0: The, the guy who told me is probably exaggerating the story but he's like he's always got just empty 12 case of Bud Light right in front of him like I mean you could imagine a quarterback like that like he probably is drinking a 12 case to himself a Bud Light.
2: Well I think, oh, he, yeah. I think he could easily put that home. That wouldn't be too tough for Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes.
0: <laughs> nice. did you did you say both? Uh, I got one
2: more. Um, yeah. Just a quick,
3: uh, just a quick one. Uh, I'm gonna give it to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I'm not a big TikTok guy. I don't really go on TikTok at all. But uh, there's a guy named James Draws or Droz. I don't know how you say it. He does the oh. What Happened uh, videos and. Yeah they like brought him out for a whole game day, brought him out on the field. He got to meet a ton of players and he seemed super hyped. And uh one of my uncles has down syndrome. So I know like how much like they can appreciate that. And like, he'll remember yeah. that forever. So like, it was just cool to see the Chiefs do that. Like
2: that was so, yeah. I, I thought that was so cool too. And then like, he's down on the sidelines when like meeting some of those players and like some of those players are active on TikTok, Like, I don't know. It was Juju. He's on the Chiefs still, right? Like, yeah. Juju. I think he actually reached out to him or met him or something like that, which is kind of cool because they're both big on TikTok and like, yeah, it was really cool to see that. I, I, that's a good nail gun because that was a pretty, uh, pretty sweet,
0: yeah, thing to see. Yeah, you always like seeing those moments. Uh, it's 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 funny because like average Joes like us can never like, you know, like we could never make someone that happy, you know, and like just for them to meet like someone who's really good at fucking throwing a football, it's like the the biggest thing in the world, you know, like it's so sick.
2: And then like, you see all these college football teams doing it and stuff too. Like such a cool thing. Like, I don't know. It's kind of like taking, I, I was literally walking in Madison to insomnia cookie. I'm sure if anyone's ever been, they didn't know what that is, but um, we were walking there at like 10 o'clock at night and I heard some college kids like, Doing the what happened uh, as we were like walking by. So, I mean, it's pretty much taken on a life of its own. It's kind of cool to see it all around oh, the yeah. couches, and now he's going to the Chiefs game and all that stuff. So, that's pretty sweet.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, I'll go. I'll keep mine quick because I have a few. Um, so, Pat Bev, he originally he originally gets cut. He goes overseas to play in Russia. He signs in Russia to play, and then. <laughs> his agent calls him. He's like, Hey, you can play, you can play in the NBA. Now they got a spot for you. So he's like, okay, I got to get back. Well, he doesn't have any money and the, the NBA team can only put forth 250 K towards his, like to get him out of his contract in Russia or else they won't let him leave. And he owes Russia 1.6 million. So his mom, like and his agent, take out a, a loan. And he's living at home when he gets back home in debt playing in the NBA and he's living at home and he's telling the story. He's like, My mom be getting home from work, i be getting home from NBA. Like, What's for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> know like, And then he's like and then before you know, it, like I'm in, I'm playing the NBA. And it's fucking nasty, like to hear like he went in debt and he's living he's playing in the NBA and he's just living at home like broke basically, <laughs> you know,
2: like How crazy is that? Oh, it's fucking.
1: This this was before his, like, long stint in the NBA?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was right when he got drafted. I think he got drafted by the Heat, and then he got cut, so he went overseas to play. And then his agent said they had a spot for him either in one other team or Houston, and he went to Houston.
2: Imagine imagine imagine, being in your childhood bedroom and, like, probably have, like, a LeBron poster or, like, just your favorite player's poster up on the wall, like something like that. Yeah. Staying in your childhood bed, and then you're waking up from your pregame nap, rolling over to the to the to the arena to play <laughs> these guys. Like, it'd be pretty
1: wild. Oh, it would be nuts. You're having mac and cheese and hot dogs for pregame, and you're, you're ready to go.
0: They're rolling up in fucking Rolls Royces, getting driven by someone.
1: Oh, it'd be wild. It'd be a wild,
0: wild play. Um, and then my okay, my second one. You know, those buffalo, that rainstorm that froze, so everything is frozen. I think all the power lines got, like, frozen and everything over over in that area. Well, there's a video of, like, how they got the power back working, and it was a human that climbed um, across the power line when, like, it was blizzarding and, like, icy, and he got up there and, like, fixed it or whatever. So I had to shout that guy out for being a nail gun. And then my final one. Is um, my girlfriend's dog Sunny? Um, so, so Sunny Sunny lives in Edina with my girlfriend's parents at the time. Right now, and my girlfriend's parents go to Florida for after Christmas, and they go there until like after the New Year. So, like they, they have dog sitters to come over and watch Sunny all day or whatever, and they have another dog called Sophie we'll car call Steve and Sophie it's a long story I won't get into that but uh Sonny anyways they put Sonny in his kennel and my girlfriend's parents bought Sonny a new kennel like a like a eight foot tall one because he had been getting out of his small kennel so they got him like an eight foot tall kennel like into the garage and like oh it's just in the middle in their third stall of the garage Well, the dog sitter puts Sonny in this kennel and and closes the door to the garage. And then there's a mudroom where you also close a door. And then you walk out the front door. Well, she gets back to take Sonny for a walk or whatever. And Sonny's sitting at the stairs, on the stairs, like waiting for her to get home. And she's like, how the fuck? Like, Sonny had to get through a kennel. He had to get through two closed doors to the point where he was at. So So, he's just sitting there. And then, and then, so she, this time she puts him in the small kennel and leaves and comes back. Same thing. So he knows how to open the doors of his kennels. He knows how to open both these doors. I think one of them is even a spin, but it's a push. So you have to spin it a little bit and push, but the other one is a, uh, it's just a push down and push forward. But have he they, can get through him. Like, how nuts is that?
2: Have they thought about putting a camera out there to see what the hell's going on?
0: They've watched it before, and I've seen him. Like, I've walked out the, fr- I've closed the front door, and I've walked out it, and I've been walking my car, and the front door will open. And it'll be sunny, with his one paw on the handle, and it'll push open, and he'll have his other paw on the thing. So he will like keep the door like this, and I'll be standing there like this.
2: So even if they do, they can they lock those doors, or is that just like a, or is it just like one with like a handle from the outside that you push through, or like
0: the the two doors you can't lock. You can lock the front door.
2: I have one trick for that.
1: You put a bungee cord around the door and the fence, and they can't get out.
2: (laughs) That is a pretty easy fix. Yeah, I, I think I think they like when he gets out. It's one of those things where it's yeah. like you're telling the story. Oh, the for air, sure. And it's like he now, Gage is telling the story on the air. They can tell everyone my dog can open every door. It's kind of, of the, <laughs> it's kind of a, it's a cool. It's a kind point of, of pride at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I honestly was just shouting him out like he's a nail gun. Like, are you kidding me? How can he get? He can open doors. He's like, he's like not even. A, he's like seven months old.
2: Oh my! My my kid just learned to open doors. Pretty. He's a little older than that.
0: Not in dog years,
2: though. (laughs) He's like seven in dog
0: years. (laughs) That was my last noggin of the week. We'll move on. I wanted to just touch on, um, just because I know Tom's been to so many places, and Perp is kind of a traveler himself, and also Mace. So where's your favorite place in the USA? It can be where you are right now. It can be for different reasons, but if someone asked you where your favorite place in the USA was, what would you say?
1: All right. Um, That's a tough decision for me. Uh, I love the Southwest pocket, Um, anywhere from Arizona, Utah, California. But if I had to go number one, one place I'd want to live, I think it would be Montana. Um, Yeah. I think going there in the summer changed my whole perspective of what Montana can offer in the summer and in the winter. Um, You just go there and you're like, you just feel like you're at peace. Um, I don't know if it's like being surrounded by good friends and like cool hikes and whitewater rafting, mountain biking, but
0: everything's there. But yeah, I agree. You can do that continuously every day if you want
1: yeah and like we like I'm not even a fisherman but like our buddy uh justin Stostad, um he sends videos of fishing It makes me want to go um
2: and then imagine like if I actually became a hunter that'd be tenfold of like which i think would i think you would if you moved out there you did just to get ingrained in the lifestyle I think you'd definitely be
0: you have to you have i think to. you
1: ha- i think you have to to fit in like I already got my wrangler jeans um. <laughs> H and H leather boots.
2: Um, I don't really know what else you need to do to fit into Montana, but I'm all in. You are the chameleon though. Like you could you could fit in Montana, you could do Tons. So SoCal, so- you could be East Coast. Tom's
0: always been a chameleon. I mean, the guy can surf. I haven't even got into that yet, you know, like he can surf, he can hunt, you know, he can he's he's just a chameleon. He he just adapts to his environment, whatever he's in.
2: He's a natural. He blends right in. Doesn't matter what the scene is.
1: You know, I'm just always trying to learn. I, I would say I'm a student of life. I you love are.
0: That. I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> You've proven it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna say Grand Forks. It's the best place on earth. Um. Just, you know, I don't think it's, it's obviously not for the geological or geographical location of Grand Forks, but it's because of the people and, you know, the culture that Grand Forks has um, that I haven't seen anywhere else. So that's my favorite spot in the U.S. of A.
2: Um. Yeah, I I, uh, I deferred to Tom out of the gate there, and he actually jumped jumped the gun on me. I'm wearing my <laughs> Big Sky sweatshirt because um, I was gonna say Big Sky or the Gallatin, uh, Bozeman, Montana, too. Which I don't think you can talk enough about it. I think Tom, you maybe been to a few different areas up there. Um, but yeah, I, I unfortunately have the same one as Tom, so it's not a uh, not the most fun. But if you've ever been to the Gallatin. Um, that Canyon up there by big sky, especially in the summer. Um, It's one of the most beautiful places you can possibly go coupled with like big sky and the views up there. And we try to, you know, I've been to big sky many times and um, it's just one of the best places on earth. I don't know if I can just keep saying the stuff, Tom said, but um, the fishing, fishing on the Yellowstone, I think there's a story of Tom getting dunked in the Gallatin uh whitewater rafting that i think would be a pretty funny story. i I heard his head <laughs> bounce off the rocks at the bottom of the gap. Uh, baptized by the gallaton.
0: Tom and there, you and that'll
2: change a man won't it Tom?
0: Tom uh, you gotta share that Tom you gotta share that story.
1: Okay. Um
0: whitewater rafting down this fucking river.
1: Well like our our boy uh Stad he uh makes everything seem like it's gonna be easy um so he says he has his boss taking us on like a float um he says it's going to be a little more high paced of a float than like a normal one because it's flooding season not worried makes it sound casual says he has all the gear for us we show up there's about there's five on our raft and then there's about five other more people in our group that are just going to go doubles and singles so we show up I'm the guy that gets uh, the half, half wetsuit. So I only have the suspenders, and like I got like a light like fall jacket that like is maybe water resistant, not tight, but it works. So I got my I got my hockey helmet. I got my life vest on. We're cruising. We're having a couple beers. It's no big deal. And then the guide goes like, "Yeah, the mad mile is coming up. Like he's, like when I tell you to paddle, just paddle." And I'm sitting on the front front right, uh Stad's buddy right behind me, and then the guy is sitting up on the the top with the two oars. So like we're going, he's like, All right, paddle, paddle, paddle. And we're we're rolling as hard as we can, like, cause you gotta kinda try and dig in, he said. And like we're going, like we're cruising. It's like it's like the bumpiest roller coaster ride you've ever been on. But you're getting splashed and it's freezing cold. And all of a sudden, like this massive wall, like Bucks us all off. And then as we're going down, away from the site, came from my left and, like, knocked me over. But, like, I, like, could feel, like, the wind getting knocked out of me. So I grab this, like, the rope on the side. So, like, I'm floating on my back over these rapids for, I think it it felt like 30 seconds, but I think it was about 2 seconds. I flip out and I feel... These two like hands like pull me out of the water, and I think it was Dewey at that point. Dewey ripped me up, and like I come back white as a ghost, and all of a sudden like we're laughing, like all of us are laughing in the boat, and the guy's yelling like paddle, paddle, but we're, like, we're all laughing like, at each other, like in the middle, like bouncing off each other because we can't get back to the side of the boat. And Like we're still like we get like make it through, and we're like wow. It's like, wow! I can't believe you hung on to the boat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Were these like class fives, Tom? Were you? Would, would would have been like dangerous if you would have fell in, or was it? Would you have been fine if you would have like fell in at that point?
1: Um, the only reason it was class four was because it was beside a road. So if it's not class, if it's the road's not there, it'd be category five. So like the most dangerous you can be on, like for like. So it could have actually been like a real situation there. Yeah, it was pretty scary, like, in the moment, but...
0: I remember, Paul, I remember Dewey telling me the story, and and he's saying he he looked at your face when you got up, and you were just, like, looked like you saw a ghost, like you were dead. Like, you were so scared.
1: (laughs) Oh, I I mean, I was so scared. I was so cold, but, like, I had so much adrenaline in me, I, I wasn't sure, like... Oh, yeah. How how fast everything happened. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, day.
2: do you even have time for, like, a thought there? Like, do you even, like, are you, like, it's only a few seconds, like you said, but are you thinking while your head hits the water, or are you, like, or is it just, like, all happened so fast that you didn't even realize what happened until after the fact? It was, like, I got hit,
1: like, square in the chest. Like, when someone catches you clean, and, like, I knew instantly, like, I had to try and grab something, and luckily, like, I caught the rope, and, like, I had my oar on the other side. So like I was kind of like iron crossed on the on the river, and like I could feel my feet hit the like rocks as we're going over. And then I yeah I got swooped up, and I was like, Phew. like I don't really know what to do. And like everyone else is laughing, so like I kind of start laughing, but like I'm like <laughs> like scared. yeah like it kind of calmed down i'm like oh i'm really cold right now but it like wasn't like that long like till like we got back so there was like wasn't a worry after that
2: yeah that's an all that's an all-time story that's hilarious it's hilarious when like dewey and stad talk about it because they cannot stop laughing
0: (laughs) oh yeah
1: (laughs) i wasn't worried because the guy says he's had people go overboard but it was pretty uh intense out there so i wasn't really sure how it would go
0: oh yeah i mean if the water's cold too that means it's running pretty quick because it's melting off the mountains so
1: yeah but you know stat is like he'll drop you into a double black diamond scheme and be like it's not that bad
0: boys come on it's not that bad It's instead this is fucking straight down this is a <laughs> fucking roller coaster going straight down <laughs>
2: Yeah, I've never followed the
0: Yeah, that shit scares me. Um <laughs> but uh Mace Perp, do you guys have a favorite place? Or did you guys go already?
2: That was that was my I mean we kind of got into that story talking oh, about yeah, Big yeah, Sky. Mace, that's why that's why I wore the sweatshirt. because um, yeah. I was gonna go Montana. So
3: I uh I <clears throat> I would stick with Montana because I do love <laughs> big sky. I've been there quite a few years, but I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go to Colorado. Um, I mean, the skiing's phenomenal. Great state. Tons to do outside. I mean, Vail, Breckenridge, A-Basin, Keystone, Beaver Creek. I mean, there's tons of skiing, tons to do. They have a hockey team, too, which is a nice plus. Um, yeah. I just love everything about Colorado.
2: It's a fun time when you go there.
4: Yeah.
2: What's your uh, What's your favorite out of the resorts you've been to up there? Like between like a a base and brack copper
3: i do like breckenridge just because i like skiing the peaks from there but i do think keystone has my favorite skiing a lot of tree skiing a lot of good runs on there tons of powder all the time i think keystone is my favorite
0: what about copperhead mountain is that, is um, that right
3: yeah, Copper Mountain, I've only been there in the summer.
2: I haven't ever skied there yet. Also, uh, we, we went to Copper and A-Basin, I think, when we were out there.
0: Yeah, I skied Copper, but uh, all the runs weren't open. But Good time, though. Good time. A-Basin's yeah, probably yeah. like, number three.
2: Yeah. A-Basin's yeah. got some pretty cool scenes with the mountains and stuff. But...
0: Yeah. Um, well, that'll conclude the fun stuff. Let's move on to Tom's career here um residing from devil's lake and tom we always ask we always ask guys you know like and especially for you coming coming from devil's lake i mean there's not a ton of um people coming out of there you know making it to the ranks that you've made it um at what age you know do you just you know you you obviously grow up and, and you're coming out of devil's lake you're probably pretty good in devil's lake at what age do you realize like ah oh, fuck like I'm going to play hockey and I'm going to stop playing other sports and I'm going to focus on hockey or, you know, did you play sports growing up and, and, you know, what was your path? Like,
1: you know, that's kind of a tough question. Um, I like, I love playing football growing up, love playing baseball. We, we weren't very good at baseball. So like, it's kind of hard for me to talk about baseball. Um, but, yeah, like, football and hockey, like, those were easy for me. Um, my dad, obviously, like, got me into hockey. So, like, that was, like, kind of my first love. Um, you don't really know what anything's going to happen, like like us playing together for, Lake Superior Scars, like, when we were younger. Like,
4: you just yeah. go on
1: road trips. You get to go to, like, sick water parks. You get to go play games with your friends. So, like, yeah. that was, like, always, like, really fun. So you don't really think that's going to lead you into, like, another part of your life, but, like, we were both lucky enough to, like, go to USA together, and, like, I think I think after my freshman year, like, I kind of knew I had to make a decision um, on, like, if I want to take hockey, like, seriously and, like, try and, like, go for it, like, going to play for Fargo, like, for, like, after my freshman year and then trying out for USA, like, that was kind of, like, when I sure. knew – you're like like all right you gotta turn it on like and like kind of show people like what you have um but like growing up always just like being a part of a team kind of like joking around at practice like going to practice is always fun for me um other than that like i just treat like it like it's kind of like a like not a joke but like yeah. time
0: i think so too and i think you know when i think of hockey players you know i always enjoyed going to practice i thought practice was fun um and that's that's a big difference nowadays like if you want to be good i think you gotta enjoy practicing you gotta show up every day for it and, um time i wanted to you mentioned you went to the fire force and i mean can you run us through what age you were, what grade you were in um, when you played your first game for the Fargo Force and how that happened and how that transition was, you know, playing in that league coming out of Devil's Lake?
1: Um, yeah. So like I played varsity my eighth and ninth grade year for Devil's Lake. Um, just kind of like an exemption. Um, I tried out, They didn't promise me a spot like both years, Uh did well in like the tryouts, like played well my eighth grade year did better my second year. And, uh, like before that though, I'd make those USA like, uh, yeah, national camps. Um, so like that was kind of like a helping stone for me and being from North Dakota, I think Kerry Eads actually had like a big impact on me getting recruited to places like my name being in spotlights. Um, I think he helped me out, to claim that, but okay, I, 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 talking talking like to my mom, like I think he was a huge help to like advance my career. Uh, but no, I was like four, I think I was like 14 and a half when I played my first game with uh, Fargo. They wanted to tender tender me if that's what the, the correct term is.
0: 14 um, and a half. <laughs> that is just <laughs> insane. <laughs> 14 I, and a half he plays in the USHL for the Fargo Force.
2: I still remember when that happened. I remember t- like, who was this eight? I remember we played against Tom as an eighth grader for devil's lake. And there was all these rumblings, like devil's Lake's got this, this stud eighth grader. And I remember we were all like, Oh, he's not that good. He's just devil's lake. And then we go up there and play, play Tom and the firebirds. And uh yeah, he was the real deal taking her end to end against, against oh, a yeah. pretty damn good central Knights <laughs> team. And, and then I remember there was rumors he was going to be playing for the force. And I mean, we were all like, dying for an opportunity to play junior hockey let alone for the force and and here comes this eighth grade well he's a ninth grader at this point and he just is playing for the fargo force and like fitting in and doing well and we're all like fuck this guy might actually be pretty damn
0: good (laughs) oh yeah that was when like when he started playing for the fargo force and he was playing like you watched him play some shifts and he looked like pretty good out there you're like holy fuck he can actually play um I mean i always knew that i grew up playing with tom in the summers and stuff but uh i don't know that was it that was a fucking you got there quick i mean it was that was that was insane and and tom i want you know kind of going into your pro career too and throughout your whole hockey career um you know even when you get to the fargo force walk us through like your first fight you have in juniors and you know you're a young kid and you know, you get in a fight in, in the USHL and you've kind of continued that throughout your hockey career to uh, drop the gloves every now and then whenever it's needed. So um, walk us through your first fight and like, where'd you get that mentality to fight? Um, was it taught by your dad or was that, were you always like that? Um, how'd you get into that?
1: Um, honestly, like I, I remember my, don't remember the fight at all. Remember how I did it though. I absolutely need a guy Um, like really dirty play. No penalty. So (laughs) Zach Astor Reese, I think comes up. He's like, we're going to go, we're going to go. And then i like, all I remember is like unbuckling like my cage. And like he had a cage on too. And we're like taking it off. And I remember dropping my miss and then all of a sudden just went black. So I was like, all right, no big deal. Then like, when you come out of the box, you kind of calm down. Like you can play the rest of the game and like, but like no recall. And then like later that night, my face just kills. Like,
4: (laughs) then I go watch the video
1: of what happened. Like I absolutely missed my first punch and he just smacked me right in the face. I was like, all right, if that's the worst, that's going to like happen. Like I don't remember what happens and like I'm okay. It's not a big deal then. So I kind of, like, use that, like, I was like, all right, if I can take a punch, like, I'll, I'll like, keep doing it. Like, someone really hurts me, like, maybe, like, step away. Like, don't do it. But I was thinking, like, it's, yeah. a, like, a necessity in the game. Um, it's a nice, like, way to show, like, your teammates you care about them. Um, not the toughest guy in the world, but, like, I'll, I'll stand in there if I think it's, like, the right time to do it. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm not scared of it, but like it's never fun. Like,
2: let's do You still get that same feeling where you kind of black out when you're in the fight, or is it, or is it what was that a first time thing, or is that just something that's kind of always like for you when you're in the moment? It's just kind of like a not really sure, you're just in it throwing and taking whatever. Uh, yeah, no, like it's a
1: definitely like you, like I noticed the adrenaline spike now. I think the first time was like just shut everything off and like let's go. But like now if like I'm someone's asking me or like I'm asking someone, I can feel like the hairs on like my forearms and the back of my neck stand up, like okay, like this like this is real. Like, what are you gonna do? Like how are you gonna been, react? You
2: like thinking about it a little bit, like yeah. you know, like I'm how how you're going into it now, you know, how you're squaring up, like where you're trying to grab, or are you still just kind of going into it, just doing what you can?
1: Um I kinda look at the guy like before like things start going, like I like I like to like size him up like see what like i could like kind of potentially do like what he could do and then like i'll kind of get him at arm's length see like where he like is lining up and then all of a sudden like if he's got like a big reach i'll try and like get him close if i like know i'm bigger than him i'll try and string him out but other than that like after the first punch is thrown like kind of just going wild
4: like oh yeah. Just, you know, you, yeah
1: either you're gonna get
2: tagged or like you're gonna thank someone so just kind of <laughs> like that just like that fight or flight like you're now you're in an actual war with someone right you're just like exactly you, know, you exactly. don't if you're if you don't defend yourself or get them they're gonna get you you can't run and hide at that point so
1: no and like you're never mad at the guy like it's right. like when you're done you're it's like hey good job and like I think that's like the good part about it is like because you can be really pissed off and like
0: go take a before party you're drink. before you're fucking mad at him but after <laughs> you're like <laughs>
1: yeah you you go out beers with the guy after it's
0: so it's so funny how pissed you are before Adam and but then after you're like you kind of like the guy you're like hey, I was going like
2: nice job I <laughs> respect anyone that's willing to do it at that point yeah. Yeah. Are, uh, uh, are there uh, any fights that you regret
3: taking or anybody who you just avoid if you see him on the ice? Uh, my very first fight, I got absolutely pounded uh, by Mitchell Morose.
1: Um oh, yeah. again, I, again, I hammered him from behind and I was like, Mitch I
0: was like this,
1: <laughs> this guy's like, we're going. And I slashed him right in the ankles. I was like, yeah, you want it? Second, like, that was tough. <laughs> and he's like yeah yeah we're going and he just dropped him squared me up and then his very first punch like i know just bloody my eye and then i just tried to like hang on and like throw a couple more punches but like i get a like, jersey me by that time and i get up and i'm just leaking like whole face is covered oh yeah like, Pretty pretty sure I'm concussed, but like I'm getting off the ice. The trainer's like, "You got to get off the ice. Like, go get stitched up." How'd I do? They're like, "You got in there.
4: (laughs) You got (laughs) in there."
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, "All right, cool." And then yeah, that, that was pretty much the only one I regret. Otherwise, I've kind of been calculated on like who I fight. Uh, the the one guy that actually scared me was, uh, Dmitry Osipov. Um, hammered a guy right off the very first shift. So I go give him a tap, like we're going. And then I could feel him punching through the top of my helmet. And I was like, Oh, this guy, uh, has a different kind of
0: power. (laughs) He's strong. (laughs) Oh
1: yeah. yeah. Like when you feel like, like the helmet hitting from the top, like the plastic hitting your skull, you're like, Oh Time to go down. So he doesn't get the the nickname the bone collector for no reason. <laughs> the bone collector.
0: Oh well, nowadays when you get when you keep the buckets on during fights, you can use it as a shield so well. But if you fucking that thing comes off, that guy's pounding the top of your head and it's fucking leaving a dent. It's leaving it's gonna leave a fucking welt the size of a baseball. You won't be able to put your helmet on the next day.
1: No, I mean, it's, yeah, you're just going to have lumps on the back of your head. It's like someone someone just going jackhammer on the back of your head. And then you're like, oh, I got to put a helmet on again for 20, 30 more minutes. It's not going to feel good.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. Tom, I wanted to ask you, circling back a little bit, um, I wanted to ask you, you know, you're already playing for the Fargo Force, so you're already playing the USHL, which a lot of guys stick with. You chose to go to the um, the NTDP in Ann Arbor. You know what? Why did you make that decision? Why didn't you stay with Fargo? You know, was that a tough decision? Walk us through what you were thinking there.
1: Um, yeah, I guess it was kind of like a whirlwind of, like, of a decision. Um, I knew Fargo like wanted me. Um, they said they were going to like protect me. Um, told me like I was going to play a bunch. Um, but I want to go in, like, and, like see how I lined up against, like, the what was said, like the top 40 guys in the country at that point. Um, went in there, played super well. Uh, I don't know why or how, but like was making plays, was super confident.
0: Oh, you started off in 40 camp just so fucking hot.
1: Yeah, I think I, I don't know didn't why. You,
0: didn't you get didn't you get yourself a spot like second day of camp?
1: Yeah. Like I was saucing pucks. Like I like, I could pass pass (laughs) my backhand at the time. And then like, I don't know, like this confidence, like you just like roll with it. When you're feeling it, you're feeling it. Like I was just kind of like rolling with that tide. And so like got offered a spot and like, they were like very like, let me make my decision. But like, they wanted to know, like if I was committed or not. So I was like, oh, I guess I have a chance to play play against like the top four, like twenty guys in the nation every day of the week. So I was like, I love to do that. Like, yeah, trying to get better. Like, you, like people get noticed when they're at the program. I was I, like, well, I want to make a name for myself. So like, let's try it.
0: I, feel I mean, like- it worked. It worked out for you, Tom.
2: I got it for both of you guys, I guess, like the question, like, how do you turn? Is there any like part of you that even can turn that down at that point? Cause like, there's obviously other options. Like you can go back and, I mean, obviously probably not go back to devil's lake for you, but like, you can go back to the force, but like, you're looking at, you know, a once in a lifetime opportunity to play, you know, with and against, like you said, the best players, you know, at that time in the country, and then also get a chance to play against, you know, really good competition coached by the best you know, playing world championship type experiences. Like, yeah. you can't really tr- say no to that. I know some kids do, and I've always thought it's crazy. Like, did any part of you even, like, did you have, like, hesitations or regrets? I mean, like, or not necessarily regrets, but, like, second-guessing, like, when you were there? Like, is that something that came into play? Yeah. I, like, I think, like,
1: being able to play for Fargo, like, been really cool. Um, like, being close to family, like, being, like, close to my friends. Um. I think that would like, helped me in, like, my own way. Like, if I was going to take that option, like, just have the confidence, like, knowing people were behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, going to USA, like, I had Gage, I had Clint, like, um, played with Will Butcher before that. So, like, it was, like, I knew people, like, going to the program. And, like, all of a sudden, like, we, like, were just, we had to figure out, like, we were there together. And, like, we were going to kind of come like come together like almost as a makeshift family at that point to like kind of get through like the hardships of like what we were doing because it wasn't easy like that, we were a with a Bella family that you don't know then like you showing up to the rink at one o'clock leaving at seven o'clock
2: i was gonna say that's like a pretty unique experience like it's different than normal junior hockey right like it's not like i mean you think about like a ushl day or just a regular junior day and it's you know go to practice, maybe a small lift and you're, you're out of there. Like your trainer might be some, you know, the trainer at the local gym for all, you know, but at team USA, like it's pretty regimented, isn't it? Like your, your days are pretty accounted for for the most part or am I off there?
0: You gotta be, you gotta be passionate for hockey. That's for sure.
2: No, like
1: Ozzy said it spot on. Um, He might, he might have the timeline a little better, but if I'm correct, we'd go from go to school from like seven to 12 o'clock the study hall yep. at some point during the day yep and then you'd have to be at the rink by one o'clock i think yep
0: we he, i wouldn't get home like, for you're you're right i wouldn't get home for dinner at till 7 30 some days 17 year for sure
1: so like you're just you're dialed in like yeah like you do some type of like dry land training where it's just like all plyos uh like jumping like single leg squad
0: tom, tom do you remember you get to the rink you do like an hour of Russian plyos, like yep. You start out, perp. You start out 15 seconds on. Was it 45 seconds off? And then you eventually work up to like 40 seconds on, 45 seconds on, 15 seconds off, and you're doing these plyos, and you do them like nine times through or something, and by the end of it, your legs are just fucking massive. And you're doing that right when you get to the rink and then you're hopping on the ice and then you're skating for like an hour resurface, another 45 minutes, get off, go upstairs, work out for another hour and a half conditioning at the end, at the end of it. And then some guys would, you know, and
2: then
0: we'd have to to watch video in between some of those, like it was insane.
2: And then like, for you guys, like playing, like you're doing all this and you know, there's like a, like obviously a larger end goal. You're at USN, TDP, whatever. You know, you want to get drafted, you know, commit to a college if you're not already committed. But like, so you guys, I mean, you guys played in the USHL like halfway, but like, like, like you guys aren't, is there like the team aspect of it where you're like a collective, like we're trying to win something? I mean, obviously you have like the world championships, I guess. Is that just, oh, be-
0: yeah. The, the whole, the whole focus is not on any games you're playing, it's on your training right. and getting better so you can win worlds. Because yeah. you try to win the world challenge 17 year and then you try to win world U18s, and that's all you're trying to do the whole year. So like there'd be times we'd have games on Friday and we'd be working out Thursday, like after practice, just doing normal lifts. Yeah.
2: Just because cool. they
0: didn't give they didn't give a shit about that, that Friday game. So like how, how did, did like how
2: did play though? that real quick to,
1: to add a point. I think like a huge part of uh like the team aspect at USA is like everyone's the same age. So like yeah. you kinda like are all like trying to be like boys and like like like, like let's go beat these old fucks.
2: Like yeah, the cop like twenty and he's
1: playing against us.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, that was me when we played against the U eighteens. I was twenty three though. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I like yeah. I'd look at Perp and in 89. I'd be like, oh, I'm going right
2: <laughs> at this guy. I mean, I, the amount of times I heard playing USA, like, how old are you guys? That's all those kids said. They just skated around. And those kids were younger. You guys were already at North Dakota. It would have been a couple of grades younger than you guys. But...
0: Oh, when we were playing teams, would be like, fucking get on my face, Grandpa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, those were the... Uh... Those were tough days, but they're they're fun. Like Tom was saying, that the family aspect of it, we definitely felt like a fucking family. You know, you're going to you spend the whole every day together. You know, and after, even if you get a day off, you're going to fucking you know Nick's pancakes or Coney uh, Island to get some Nick's brunch. Pancakes.
2: So do they? So going, like, I was just gonna ask said, that question about about like. So, when you guys are at USA, like, how does the playing time work? Do they, like, favor the top guys or guys that separate themselves? Or is it, like, everyone gets a fair crack? Because it must be – I mean, if you're, like, on the back end of a lineup like that, when you're on, like, a Team USA, you got to be wondering, like, you know, I'm with the best in the world, and am I missing out on development opportunities? Or everyone, is this,
0: like, Everyone gets a fair crack for the most part up until, like, some of the tournaments. Like yeah. – 18-year, we didn't take a few of the guys on the team to the tournament. We left them behind and took some of the 17s or someone else, like a guy like Tommy Vanelli, we called in from out of nowhere um, to play on our team. Right up Jack, um, I
1: call,
2: like,
0: Yeah, we did, called up Jack, I called, left behind the guy. But other
2: than that, you're trying to win, like when you go to those. Yeah. But otherwise it's...
0: Other than that, I mean, other than the power play um, – the power play, they put the best power play guys out there. They try to score on the power play. Other than that, it's pretty fair. I mean, they'll try to match lines, you know, like certain pairs of D-men will be like, you know, the fourth or third pair. And, you know, that'll be recognizable. But uh, for the most part, I mean, even if you're on the fourth pair or like third pair, you get decent minutes. Yeah. Which is a which is downside of being a really good player on that team because they don't, you know – they don't get those minutes they would in the ushl somewhere
2: right well that's what i was curious about because like i think i'm not even necessarily you guys but just anyone like that has to be like the thought when you're there sometimes like you could be the guy always right like that's Mm got to be always in the back of your mind when you're playing on a team that's full of every single guy in that team could be a one power play guy you know top of the power play or you know main Holy guy like, like running the whole you know running the whole show so i just was curious on a team like that where you're full oh. of so much talent it's got to be got to be dynamic perp, perp i look at a guy like ian
1: mccosh you see him go to waterloo um you see him running the power play like being the number one guy like when you got like seven other guys that can play in your spot and like take over your spot like you do become a little envious of it um but you really don't know. Like you, like you always say, like the grass is always greener on the other side. Right. So like,
4: yeah,
1: you, you could say like, that would be great. But like when you're, when you're in it, like you don't really know the difference. Like it's, it could work out. Like you get to play with a guy like Will Butcher, who's just going to feed you in the perfect one T spot all day and like hit you up back door. That's where you were.
0: That's where you were, Tom. I mean, you're fucking (laughs) drafted, you know, Damn, you almost went first round in the NHL draft. You know, <laughs> like
1: oh, yeah. you were playing.
0: Well, you were playing better than Butch was.
1: Well, like, yeah, that's just like that dumb confidence at that point. Like you don't really know what you're doing till you're doing it, and then like people start talking, and then you get a little nervous, and then there comes the drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the slide. Actually, is what they say?
0: Yeah, it's tough.
1: But you know, like I think that honestly, like having like a hard time, like my second half of my 18 year, like kind of made me realize, like yeah. it's not a sprint. Like you can like kind of survive these things and like be better. Like
0: that's even
1: true. If you're not, even if you're not playing well, like you can like. You remember? Still... You
0: remember that? You remember that game? Was that was that you and Cliffy or just Cliffy that went like dash six against like some? It's like like Sylvania. Yeah, it was like
1: it was was Youngstown. It was like minus six. Like I think I had one one off my visor, like two off my skates into my own net. And like (laughs) I had like three turnovers. And then like all of a sudden I just went downhill.
2: Just the the questioning your existence game when you go home after one of those. (laughs) And you're like wondering why you're even playing the sport at that point. Yeah. It was,
1: it was one of those like you watch the video and you're like I don't really know if I can do this anymore, <laughs> <laughs> and it just like it 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 messes with me for like a couple months, and like it affected my play. But I was like, I don't really know like what I did, like what I did wrong. It is it is
2: it is crazy how like you know one it's, a lot of times it's compounding, but like one in, one instance can really like set you back mentally. Like where where am I now? Like what do I got to do to fix this? And really, it could have just been a one off night, but like. Sometimes things like that compound, it takes a while to get out of those things. Just from my own personal experience, I don't know if that's the same way you felt when those things would go, you know, start seem like they're snowballing downhill. It's like, how do yeah. you how do you find a way out of this? Like you try to stay confident and believe you can, but like it can it can, it can really mess with you when you're going home weekend oh, yeah. after weekend just not not quite understanding. How about how about
0: the how how about the time Tom and I were living together in Walsh Hall? living in fucking bunk beds with each other. And we're switching off games at the University of North Dakota. One of us scratched Friday, one of us playing. One of us scratched Saturday, one of us playing. And we're just, you know, hey, good luck. Fucking break a leg, buddy. You know, like... <laughs> 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 it was fucking... It was wild. <laughs> we, were still oh, yeah. having a fu- we we're still having a fucking great time on the weekends, though.
1: Oh, I mean... Like, I'm not mad at you. Like, I'm just no. mad at myself, and, like, I'm mad yeah. at the coaches. But, like, yeah. you're, like, you're this, like, this is my buddy.
2: I was going to say, what a dynamic <laughs> to live with the guy that you're, like, bouncing in out of the lineup with. Like, good luck to come home. Ozzo has an assist, and you're like, fuck, might not be in tomorrow because Ozzo played good. Yeah. You know he's your you're... guy. You, you're basically hope – you're preying on, on his uh, downfall, basically. You don't want him to actually play bad. But well, yeah. in your scenario, you – you need them to not do anything great. So you still go in yeah, there. I'm just I mean, there was, cheering for the other team's team. first line.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, there, yeah, there were other times where Tom and I were in this lineup together, like guys injured or either guys scratched. And those were the fun ones because like we're both heading to the ring together. But like it was, it was such a funny dynamic. Like we're just like with each other every day of the week and then game time. Like one of us is just staying at home. Like, Good luck, fellas. Like, see you there.
2: <laughs> isn't, that the wor- isn't that the worst? I don't. You guys probably weren't out of the lineup too much in your college career. I guess you're telling those stories, but isn't that the worst? I'm like, everyone's getting ready for the game. They're tossing the suits on, and you're just like laying on the couch. Like, <laughs> go get it's them terrible. tonight. Go get them tonight, yeah. boys. You're just like sitting there. Like, I'll be over there in a couple hours to watch. <laughs> Yeah. Text the updates oh, that, about the score.
0: Yeah. Might have a few beers. I'm going to play some Xbox right now. <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> oh, it's funny. Um, so Tom, obviously, you know, you, you committed to North Dakota early on. Um, obviously, there's there's really no doubt you're going to play for for North Dakota. When you get to campus, we always ask people this. You know, when you get to campus um obviously you have a vision um you've probably visualized what college is going to be like at the university of north dakota playing for the fighting Sioux. you know um when you get there you know does it live up to the hype how do you feel like what did you think when you arrived to the university of north dakota campus
1: oh it's fucking sick (laughs) (laughs) like you show like like, being from like north dakota like you get to like go to und like kind of see like what it's all about and, like, I was able to go on, like, a visit and didn't really get to do much, but, like, got to see a little bit of, like, what, like, the lifestyle is like and, like, see how the guys, like, were kind of like a team. Um, yeah. But the first day, like, we get in there, like, I'm with Dewey, Murph, Stetch, LJ, you, and, like, yeah. we know, like, we're all at we didn't actually like Murph and Stash right away because, like, <laughs> yeah. both they both had long ass mullets and we weren't dumb, sure what they dumb were doing.
0: Cana- dumb Canadians with long hair, like the fuck are these guys?
1: Murph <laughs> just wanted to drink a thirty rack every day at the rink. We weren't <laughs> sure, like, what was all about. Little we well, you know, he's the biggest beauty in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, we show up moving day. We get all our stuff in there. We get our futon set up, get our TV set up, move around the desk. You're like, all right, now we're set. And then all, all of a sudden, like the older guys invite us to in the handheld, try and tell us to bring beer. And like, we're like, all right, this is the first party we're going.
4: <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs>
1: Show up to that party. Blows my mind. Like flip cup. I suck at flip cup. Ruined oh, the whole yeah. day. But like just so Jack to be there. And then, like, those, every those week...
0: Wel- those welcome weekend parties were, like, this is absolute insane.
1: Well, it's just <laughs> something you've never seen before, especially us coming yeah. from the program. Like, yeah. we were we were drinking with the team, like, on a Tuesday. Dusky and Jardo, like, hey, there's a shotgun in the bathroom. And it's like...
0: <laughs> yeah, like- in the summer. In the summer, yeah. leading up to school, we're, like, we signed, so we have to work out there all summer. And we're just, like, heading to the hill, like, hey, boys, like... We're having a few over at the hill, like, just probably get over here, and we're like, fuck, we got to go. It was, like, a Wednesday or Tuesday. So then we're all working out, hungover the next day, like, just all, like, chirping each other, like, what, you can't fucking battle through it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Dusky's telling you, like, this is going to be a sick party tonight. You're like, all right, sit, like, all right, I'm all in. It's just just, It's just him, like, funneling 30 beers in front of you and, like, telling you to (laughs) clean up the garbage. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but like no every every week it got better and better because you, you got more comfortable like at yeah. school like if you got your like school dialed in everything was really easy to like go through and that was oh, kind of yeah. like a problem for us for a little bit but we got it dialed in after <laughs> yeah. just a little slap we're, on the wrist by hack
0: we were we were the only class only sophomore class that had to that all had to go to Study hall together. <laughs>
1: sophomore year.
0: <laughs> sophomore year, yeah. They wouldn't let us do it
1: at the rink. We had to go to the hisslop
0: cool. We had to check in our times just because we were the dumbest class in history. You guys I'm looking at? It. He's looking at Murph and Stetch. Hackstall is looking at Murph and Stetch, asking us all about our classes in the weight room. Murph and Stetch have an absolute F in this class. It's like seventy-five percent of the way done. And Hack's like, Murph, Stitch, how are you guys doing in this class? I can't, can't remember the name of it. And they're like, good. Yeah, it's good. He's like, oh, you, you guys are good? Yeah, you, you're doing well? They're like, yeah, it's good. Doing well. It's good. good. He knows yeah, good. the whole time. He knows the whole time. They have like a 35% in the class. No, it was like
1: 10%. <laughs> like they, could, they couldn't even salvage it.
0: <laughs> oh, that was so funny.
1: The best part is, we asked them like after like, how you guys
2: actually doing it? He's like, oh, we're failing, and they just probably thought like, no, they had no idea. They could, <laughs>
0: yeah. they thought hack couldn't see their grades. Like, <laughs> are they fucking serious?
1: <laughs> he's paying for it,
0: Tom. Tom, you got to tell a story. So this is one of Tom's best college stories, I think, just that we could tell on the podcast at least. Um, so. It's after the season, you know, and, and after the season, all the, all the seniors at the time, we were going to be, I think we are going to be juniors. All the seniors at the time had graduated, so all the captains had graduated. We didn't have a captain, but we were doing, like, spring workouts after the season. And Tom, Tom and LJ, Tom taped a C onto his workout jersey or shirt, and LJ taped an A on, and it was during Spring Fest whatever they call it. Tom fucking hacks <laughs> hackstall to tell us like when we we're like warming up kind of thing. Inwalk's hackstall to tell us all like we can't go to Springfest. Like we're staying home. Like he doesn't want anyone getting in trouble. So he's telling us all this stuff and he sees Tom's fucking <laughs> shirt with the C on it. <laughs> and he's like <laughs> he's like he's like joking around like everyone's like happy he's joking around like oh Tomer, see your captain. Wanna tell the boys uh no shenanigans tonight?
1: All right, let me take over from here. Like <laughs> you're ske- you're skewing the story. Like I got a C strapped on my shirt. I don't know by who. I didn't do it myself.
0: <laughs> and I didn't like, do it uh, myself.
1: LJ and Murph both had A's. And like I, Murph, I forgot. I think I, I think Murph had actually a K on his. Yeah, backwards yeah. K the reverse K and he was standing like behind everyone but yeah Hack rolls in like we're having a great lift like it's we're buzzing like we're ready for Spring fest. um Hack walks in he's like joking around like smiling I think he actually was like dapping guys up like
0: you know he was he was, happy. he was happy
1: and like, like he bring, brings everyone in and he's like I see you're the captain now i you know, like Hell yeah! He's like, so you like spring fast, Like no one's drinking. He's like, what do you think? I'm like, well, boys, what do you think? Like, <laughs> it work for you? And He goes, no, it doesn't fucking work for you. He's like, we're not drinking. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. he,
0: he absolutely split, flipped the switch and freaked on Tom. He, he
1: snapped on me. Like he's like this far from like my face. Like, like. No, that far, like... You're not
0: fucking drinking.
1: Like, almost, like, spitting in my face, and I'm like, well, what do you think? Like, to the <laughs> <Yeah>. boys.
2: <laughs> and this is May, right? So do you think this, he... Is,
1: this is May, yeah.
2: Do you think he, like, came in there with, like, the mentality that I'm going to, like, make sure they know, or just, do you think that the sea pissed him off?
0: I don't know. I think, like, he was la- he was happy. He was laughing. Like, he was, like, telling jokes and, like, I don't know. It was just a. It was a flip of the switch.
1: I think. I think my answer really irked him. Um,
0: he didn't want Tom to disagree with his with his request. That's for sure. <laughs> and I don't think I ever
1: did disagree with it. I just asked the group what they thought.
0: Yeah, you but did. Like, in, in, in,
1: in
2: my fault. He wanted, being you, the captain. he wanted
0: you to say. He wanted you to say yes, sir.
2: Tom, if, yeah, Tom, yeah. If, you, if you give a, if you give a stern, solid. Hundred percent, no different yes, approach. Do you think you're wearing the C junior year instead of I Oslo? think I
1: think I take the C.
2: <laughs> that would that would change a lot of history. I think we can almost pinpoint that moment. I mean, Gage has rode high on the C for the last decade, about, and I feel like that was a moment where you had you had the C locked up, and you might have let it slip. See, perp. I've always been. Uh, captain for the
1: players, by the players. He's a
0: he's a player's captain. You, d- you didn't need the never. C on
1: the
2: jersey on game night, but you
1: you I never worry. needed a C on my jersey. But like when it comes to <laughs> off ice activities, team bonding, like I'm I'm that guy.
2: You were the guy yeah. people turned to. You were the guy that was leading the way in every other aspect of the game. Well, it just like
1: some someone say, it's a glue guy. Yeah, the modern term. Yeah, glue
0: yeah. Guy. I would I would agree.
2: So that's you think. So do you think like, from everywhere you've been in your career, like when they point to Keaton Thompson or you come up in story, they go Keaton Thompson glue guy.
1: Honestly, I'll I'll hang my head on that. Like <laughs> why I'm still playing at year six. Like oh yeah, he's a glue guy.
2: You're bringing the glue at this point. Yeah,
1: it's not <laughs> even like Elmer's. It's hey. Gorilla.
0: Olson and I always talk. That shit matters. That shit matters. Well, it
1: does matter. Well, I mean, everyone's so good in these, this this league now. Like, what are you going to do different from the next right. guy? Yeah. I'll have beers with you every day of the week. I'll show up in the gym.
2: I like that shit matters at every level, though. Like, I mean, any every, every team you play on, like those those guys, like i honestly we've talked about it before just like off air just like with our friends but like guys like tom i mean you also, dewey like i mean all the way to people like moods and who you know i mean it's just those type of guys like are i mean all you guys and whoever like they're the ones that make teams go like good teams always have those guys that guys rally around off the ice you know i just think it's such an important piece to have and i know we like to joke about it but i think it's I think it's one of those things that not every team has, and when they have them, it can be a huge factor was, in how far
0: Those Dalian ties roll on East Grand Forks by seeing you when I was gone.
1: I think, like, you need guys to, like, tie different groups together. So, like, mm-hmm. if I can do that for a team, it's easy for me. Like, yeah. I like to know everyone. I like to know, like, everyone's business. Like, not in, like, a nosy way, but, like.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, that's why Tom's a chameleon, though, right? Like, you could have beers with any guy on the team, and I feel like every guy on your team probably be comfortable with grabbing a beer with Tom. Or well, that's not yeah. the case with every guy you play with, right? Like, you're not just going to go grab a solo beer with every single guy you play with. But I feel like Tom's a guy where, you know, I bet if you ask everyone in that Milwaukee locker room, they would say, yeah, I go grab a beer with Tom. You know, that's just the type of guy Tom 100%. can be. So. But am I am I true to myself if I don't even go by my first name?
0: <laughs> you don't want to go by Keaton. Come on, it's Tom. no,
1: no. Like Keaton's like my business name. Tom's the yeah. fun
0: name. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forget
1: you, Keaton. Hey, how about here though in Milwaukee? I'm a Gary. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> how do you become a Gary? What?
0: Is that? Well, yeah, what does that mean?
1: <laughs> like, so we have a uh, Tommy Apap. And we have a Phil Tomasino. So I can't go by Tomer. And another guy goes by T-Cat. So that was my name last year. So I was like, all right, just call me like a fucking weird name. Like, give me a Chuck. Give me a Daryl. I was like, give me a Gary. And they're like, I kind of like Gary. It's so like I've been going <laughs> by <unreal>. Gary.
2: <laughs> Gary's awesome.
1: It's a, it's, a good, it's a good guy's name.
2: How long did it take you to adapt to it to like start responding to Gary? Was it just like a like an instant thing? You felt Gary and you were Gary instantly, or did it take you a little bit? Day one, day you one. You were day, day one. You were snapping the head to Gary. Gary, like, what do you need? Like, Gary, like, can Gary. you grab me a beer? Gary. Bang! Like when guy, Bang. when guys beer. start, when guys start yelling, Gary, Gary, move it, Gary, on the ice. Like, you're uh, no hesitation. <laughs> you know that's you. There's never like a yeah. oh shit, that's me moment. If if
1: guys are saying Tomer, I don't respond.
2: <laughs> which takes <laughs> which takes some talent to have multiple names. That is so weird group. to
0: think. That's so weird to think.
1: Oh uh, yeah. yeah, like I bought I bought in fully like to the name Gary. I was like, don't dead name me.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna start call, I think I'm gonna start calling you Gary.
1: Yeah, I'm all in. <laughs> but next year, next year it might change. Like if there's a guy named Gary, I can't be a Gary.
0: That's true. You gonna you might have you might have to go to Scott.
1: Oh, Scott! Scott's a serious name, though. Like, might be a captain's yeah. name.
0: Oh yeah, might have to wear the A. <laughs> rocking the <laughs> name Scott. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a huge step, though. Rocking an A. I don't and then know you can
0: you can you can always be Scotty at the billiards table.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what about our uh, our D coach name is Scott Ford. This guy is the mayor of Milwaukee.
0: Is he actually that sick?
1: He might be one of the coolest guys I've met. Like he runs the city. So like we're going, we're we're going golfing at a they have a simulators at American Field, uh, the where the Brewers play. And a bunch of golf centers overlooking like the field, like great view, like really cool. We play like pretty much any course in the world we go golf there like we're telling what he's like oh yeah my boy Andy. he's like man runs the place he's like set you up with tea times next week like no big deal he's like get your beers like whatever you want no way yeah so like did that then we're like all right we went and had lunch at like the milwaukee Broadhouse. house broad house he's like oh yeah boy andrew it's like owns that he's like it's like, if you, like, when you guys go to the Packers game, like, he's like, he'll put your name in for the electric scooter drawing twice. Like, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> like, every place we asked about it, he had, he had a name. He had a guy for it. I was like, Jesus, this guy is the man.
0: It's all about – it's it's not about what you know. It's about who you know.
2: That's exactly it. Tom, so speaking of Milwaukee, like, do you, are you, guys, do you guys play at uh, the Bucks Arena? Is that – because I think they used to. Is it still the way it is? No, UW Panther Arena. Is that how it always has been for Milwaukee, or did they used to play at the Bradley Center back when it was the Bradley Center?
1: Ninety percent sure they changed rinks, but in the stands right now, like uh, I think there is a Bill Hader, or is that the Saturday Night Live guy?
0: Like, yeah, it's Saturday Night Live
1: Bill yeah, Hader. Uh,
0: there is posters well, of those guys. There is posters of those guys up in your rink.
1: Yeah, like there's there's like five or six legends up there. Tony Herkus is up in the stands, twenty six.
2: Yeah, I was just curious because I was wondering if I thought maybe it was Bradley Center before, and then I didn't know if maybe you guys were at that new building they built for the Bucks. I thought that would have been. Oh, no, Mark be honest, maybe, but
1: Marquette plays there. Um, beautiful arena, like crazy nice arena. Is it? Yeah, you walk in there, it looks like a. Uh, it's like a, you know, uh, actually, you know what it looks like? Ozzy is the rink from Sochi, like the dinosaur egg looking.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like Game of that's, Thrones.
0: That's sick.
1: Yeah. I can see like, 20,000 there. And it's just, I insane.
0: like, I, I like when teams do that. That's why I always say, I like when the U S bank did that, I think the target center should do that for the T wolves. Cause no one wants to go to the target center. Uh, <laughs> It's worth it when you get a, when you get a nice stadium to walk into and perp. I'm not. I'm not. I'm at. I'll, I'll be real. I actually like Lambo. I think it's a fucking sick stadium. Um, they've obviously done a good job at doing that, but uh, you can't really pull that off without the history that Lambo has. So,
2: yeah, I feel like they don't really go that way with stadiums anymore. I mean, like, even if they know the atmosphere would be better, like, there's just too much money involved, and like, <coughs> no one's willing to like. Take that risk and make people feel uncomfortable for a shot in the dark at the atmosphere. So now they're, I feel like they're actually doing a good job now of doing like building these stadiums, like best of both worlds. Like they're trying not to do such the cookie cutter anymore. But what do you, yeah. what do you think? What do you think Chicago is going to do here? The
1: Bears? Yeah, they're either thinking about redoing Soldier Field all on
2: itself or moving yeah. it. 40 miles well, well i've i've seen the sca- i've seen the drawings for if they would moved it out of chicago i've actually seen there's there's drawings for both online i think of if they built it outside the city and if they remodeled soldier i mean i'm not a bears fan obviously but i have been to soldier and it's pretty sick right down there by the lake in chicago like right downtown i i feel like it'd be pretty sad to see you know a legendary franchise get moved to the suburbs but yeah i don't know yeah. but it's a dump like soldiers dump. it definitely is but at the same time it's like it's historic and if they could remodel it and make it not a dump and leave it in Chicago that'd be pretty sweet but if they move it to the suburbs I'm sure they'll do a good job with it I mean all these stadiums now they do a pretty good job of building the stadiums and then building infrastructure around the stadiums to like have bars and restaurants and you know to make it pretty fun so I mean either way they're going to be fine but I feel like the authentic downtown feel would be pretty sad to miss i mean if you've ever been you've been to soldier it would of, be. it's i mean it's it's cool down there around the stadium the inside's obviously getting pretty pretty old but it is cool down there downtown and all that stuff but
0: yeah i i, I would keep it downtown i think i like the downtown feels um but there are advantages there are advantages like i think what's uh Kansas City's field called again arrowhead Arrowheads out of town a little bit. It's uh it's a pretty cool feel. It's just huge, you know, parking lots in the stadium. So like the tailgating's pretty easy, getting around parking's pretty easy. So um they've got pros, pros and cons to each, obviously. Yeah.
2: No, I was just gonna say they've they they I mean, put it right your, to the baseball stadium. Perp, what's your pros and cons of US Bank? Um I so obviously I'm a Minneapolis guy not born and raised, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a transplant. So I actually like us bank stadium quite a bit. I think it's a horrible football venue. Um, really? <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a bad Shut place.
0: Up. To, Shut it's, up.
2: it's a bad place to watch a game, but it's a great, great stadium built, built well, pretty cool to look at in the skyline. I think they've done a good job in Minneapolis, but yeah, you go into the bank you don't really feel much in there. You feel like, I feel like the dome <laughs> had a little more atmosphere, honestly. But um,
0: <laughs> no, I, yeah, no, the the all, Metrodome I, was nice. I, I I joke, Metrodome the Metro. was sick.
2: All jokes aside, US Bank is pretty, pretty nasty. For I mean, as well as you could probably build an indoor stadium, like you don't really feel like you're like trapped yeah. in a dome in there. Yeah, you know, like you don't feel like it's just like, I mean, like the dome for or sure. like any other indoor stadium. The bank is pretty. Pretty sweet. Those big doors open, and you got the glass, the glass rooftop, and you know you run into a lot of clowns. And that there. glass
0: door, that big glass door that opens to it, costs a hundred million dollars.
2: Yeah, and then the bird, and then how many birds did it kill? That was what they don't always talk about. It's nuts. Honestly, it's I think the out. bird population's way over over there.
0: Yeah, it's, it's way it's way too high. We need to actually kill some of them off.
2: I'm pretty sure that was like a real thing. Like there was like thousands and thousands of birds that died hitting the hitting the glass at U.S. Bank. Yeah. <laughs>
1: don't don't make me talk about the what they said about lambda. I, like
2: I wouldn't mind hearing it, but I don't know if it's for this pod. But I would like to hear it. The
1: groundhogs you guys killed laying on that beautiful
2: prairie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was it? A million,
4: <laughs>
2: a million groundhogs.
0: That is actually so messed up, Perp. You're, you're fucked.
2: You can feel it too, can't you?
0: When you're at Lambo.
2: Yeah, I actually could feel it. Bones rattling. <laughs> yeah, when the crowd gets rocking at Lambo, it does feel like some bones are rattling. <laughs>
1: It was electric. I actually can't wait for you guys to play the Lions
2: next week. Yeah, because I mean Is that
0: game at, Is that game at home or away?
2: That's at Lambeau. I'm I'm in uh I'm in negotiations to try and make my way there right now. I'm in a little bit of a conundrum, but I'd like to be there because that yeah. would be the only Packer. I mean, it's not technically a playoff game, but it's uh it is a playoff game because it's they're now officially in win or go home, so yeah. I mean it's the yeah. first round of the playoffs for the Packers technically, so I've been trying to work my way over there, but I don't think it's gonna happen, unfortunately. Due to some some stuff I have to take care of. My son.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey that you makes- could
2: drop you could drop Lou off in Milwaukee, head up to the game. You think
1: you and Grace could handle him for a day and night? You know, it's there's only like a small gap in the patio. It's not a big deal unless he knows how to He won't. He's got a good size. I don't think he's getting. He
0: won't get through there. Come on. (laughs) No.
1: Especially if I bungee cord the door. Like. (laughs) Yeah. would never.
0: All you got to do is bungee cord the door.
1: Yeah, that's easy. (laughs) You guys honestly should be worried though. I got a my favorite gift at Christmas was a putty mat. And I've
0: uh oh, so you're getting dialed in, eh?
1: I've spent a hundred putts a day, like rid re- religiously a day making a putt. I'm
2: about forty percent right now. Ozo, uh, so have you ever talked about the Kitchy cup on this podcast?
0: Um, yeah, I have a little bit coming back from it, um the stories, yeah. So the the, the, the religious listeners are familiar with the Kitchy cup for sure.
2: You almost got to start. Uh, you almost got to start advertising it week to week on this on this pod, and that's really true. pump up where we're trying to get this cup to go with viewership and followers uh, at the Kitchy Cup on Instagram. Um, it's a great uh, great follow. We have um, it's a great we cup should, amongst friends. We should have the cup by an advertisement.
0: Yeah, we should. How much? Can how much point, are you guys
2: charge these days?
0: What does the committee have for me for uh, advertising? <laughs>
2: Well, you're you're a committee member, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm raising money from the group and just handing it to myself to shout out. To
2: <laughs> what a business model.
0: Oh, good. You started yeah, an empire, we'll we'll empire. I'll, I'll, I'll shout out. I'll do the nail gun of the week brought to you by the kitschy Cup.
1: Well, oh, it's like Cup. almost, Ozzy, it's almost like when the masters roll around, it's like, oh, the cup's here let's talk yeah, about the true. cup we almost like to do a, a live time. podcast mid mid week yeah. of the tournament
0: but I, I i'm not sure i'd want to do that because perp and i have a have a hard time drinking waters out there
2: i think but this, will be, our, this will be our year though you're uh you made the uh, resolution to drink a little less that's true <laughs> i think i will uh I'll practice a little more and I think it might be the deadly combo we need to win it.
0: Yeah, if Perp, if, if I, you know, drink a little less and Perp, you know, you know, gets a little faster pace of play, (laughs) then we're, then we're talking.
2: (laughs) That's the hard thing with me is I like to just have fun on the course and everyone. Perp likes to talk and have
0: conversations while we're golfing. So you can't really golf because he's just talking and like having a conversation with you. So like, By the time like Perp needs to hit, he's like not even standing by his ball, he's just like talking with someone like Perp, we gotta golf. Like we gotta play golf. (laughs) It's
2: part of my strategy though, because if you get the right pairing, you really throw them off because they're really getting antsy about you not hitting your ball. Oh yeah. Especially if they're waiting to hit their own ball. So it it is a bit of strategy, but yeah, I could probably be faster on the rate of play. But I don't think it would uh, make me a good golfer if I was.
0: No, I actually enjoy your rate of play. It makes it makes for a funny conversation because the other team always hates it.
1: <laughs> per, do you, per question for you: yeah. Do you think the Johnson Thompson pairing is the hardest to play against throughout the tournament?
2: Um, I think you guys. A, what's what we'll are you bul-
1: will bullshit with you, and B will drink
2: you. Well, and that's where I think you I think you guys you guys get in people's heads a little bit because you guys can play and then you guys can also drink. So when you're playing against the Thompson-Johnson combination, you're dealing with you got to keep up on the drinking or else. They've
0: they've never been they've never quite been able to figure out how to not have one to two too many by the end of the round to fall apart <laughs> but
2: usually no, we, whoever they're playing against is also falling apart at oh
0: point. yeah they bring down the team right with them
2: <laughs> well
1: we're usually we're usually about two back at
2: the start of saturday and then all yeah. of a sudden one bogey Bam. comes around we're
0: gone yeah oh yeah
2: and then it's you know, just a straight bogey train and then you guys actually Pull out the shotgun bogey train as well, even though it's supposed to be a shotgun birdie. So, well, we pair we play the game the right way. Yeah, you guys are honorable, honorable. You guys, uh, you guys, you guys I will do. shotgun. You guys will shotgun four teams that won't, aren't willing to shotgun. Some guys aren't willing to shotgun. Which I won't even say that. I would just say like
1: sometimes you got to find a rhythm, <laughs> and then when you're out of rhythm, you got to find it again.
2: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. you almost got to. Nice <laughs> if you almost got to cross the line, both lines to get back over the other line, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you, you see, you see two to find one. Exactly. If you can find that second line after you cross the first one, it's almost like you found yourself a wormhole back to the other side. That's a winning recipe. <laughs>
1: What do they say? There's no such thing as too much garlic in a recipe.
2: That's us. (laughs) You can't lose if you don't remember it. (laughs) Or if you don't play.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's nothing. Yeah, it's so true. Um, Well, (laughs) good tangent. Do any of you guys have any more questions for Tom before we let him go from here?
2: I would, I would like to ask Tom a question. Um, I would just like to talk well, actually, no, I'm going to hold off on that. That'll be my, no, not fire, it, fire it right now. We'll no, it's, 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 not it's, good. it's just a hockey related question that I was going to, I was just like going to ask you on the outlook of the Admiral season and where you think your team is going to go from here and where you guys are right now. And, um, how you see, see this season panning out for you guys. I like that. Burp. Um, Honestly,
1: very first week I came into camp uh seeing our team, I thought we were one of the best teams we've ever played with. Uh we've had a couple call ups. Um probably our top three to four guys are up in Nashville right now, but like we kind of like a reconcile of who we are as a team the last couple of weeks. And I still think we're one of the best teams in the HL. So, I think on a good night when we're all going, no one can beat us. Uh, I kind of like plan on playing until July.
2: So it's we got it's so a hot it's a hot take. So we got to move the cup to maybe August. Yeah, no, it's uh, it'd be dis- it'd be disappointing.
0: No, he'll, he'll, he'll bop right into the cup in July. <laughs>
1: It, it's disappointing. Um, Like, in all honesty, like, I haven't been in every game. Like, I've been against scratch half of them. But, like, we have such a good team.
4: Yeah. It's
1: hard, like, it, it's competitive every weekend. So, yeah. like, when I get in, like, I try and play well. But, like, it's such a high-end team. If, if keeps, you're playing well, you, it does. And, like, I try and be one of the most honest guys on the team.
2: Yeah. Honest Tom. That's what honest people call Tom. you honest Tom. Yeah. Oh yeah. Honest Long incentive, of honesty.
0: Honest Tom. <laughs>
2: no, that's awesome, Tom. I uh I hope you guys uh hope you guys are able to bring home a calder to Milwaukee. I would uh I might pop down there for a for a night if you guys do and then it'd be fun to maybe even get the calder out to the kitschy cup even and get the boys yeah. around it. Um you know, yeah, you Tom
0: know, a Calder Cup run on you would be pretty fun to watch and and follow along with, um, especially to see how long your beard would get. It'd be hilarious. Maybe maybe we could go back to the old days when we visited you uh, during your playoff run in San Diego and just take a vacation, boys trip, and just stay with you while you're playing playoffs, and we're just on vacation, just boozing and hanging out.
2: We'll we'll catch uh, it. We'll catch a, we'll a New Brewers game and an Admirals, uh, and an Admirals <laughs> game at six o'clock mid July.
0: No, when we went when we went and visited him for playoffs um in San Diego, we didn't even go to his hockey game. We just went to the bar and met him after the hockey game.
2: <laughs> and you know what? That was some of the best hockey I've ever played. <laughs> it was. So much to play for when your buddies are in town. Oh my god. I
1: knew you guys were in town. I could not go minus one or two. <laughs> so I played my heart out. Partied my ass off. But I was, I was, I was damn sure I was going to show you guys a good time that weekend.
0: Yeah, and you sure the hell did. Um, it, that that place still, I was. You know, I said Grand Forks, but that place was a close second for my favorite place in America. Um, that place is unbelievable.
1: <coughs> you know, uh, it's. I'll say this, it's true as day. Um, worst place to start your career best place to play hockey
0: yeah yeah you gotta go from San Diego the best place ever to like anywhere else you can go anywhere else and it's gonna be a little worse so yeah I um, always,
2: always thought that with you and do both starting your careers on the west coast like I mean odds are you're not gonna play all however many years you play in one spot and if, once you leave those spots it's not going to get much better than San Diego and Hermosa beach. Like
4: those are,
2: those are about as good as it gets. I was always envious of you guys when you were there, but it made it, made it fun to come visit. So
0: it's like, it's kind of like to take it to an extreme extent. It's like, you know, just, you know, you're used to, you know, drinking and, you know, maybe smoking weed on the weekends here and there. And then all of a sudden you just, bam, you just hammer some meth. And now all of a sudden, like, you're just a meth user and you got to go back to just drinking and smoking weed. That ain't going to cut it. You know, that's a pretty tough transition.
1: You know, it was a little bit of a wake up call, uh, when they didn't qualify me, um, after my third year. So, Cause I personally thought I probably did the bare minimum to get qualified. Didn't yep. do anything extra, probably didn't play up to my potential. Um, so I understand their business decision uh it fired me up that third that, that fourth season like I was uh living out in San Diego at the time I uh mm-hmm. broke up with my girlfriend so I went up and lived with Derek Forbert and paula Polly. like I was just lucky enough those guys were like like set in l a so like I was yeah either gonna go to Devil's Lake or I was gonna go stay out and Hermosa Beach with these guys. Yeah. They just said, like, hey, like, you can stay with with us. So I didn't have a place to skate. They were doing, like, their team skates. And I would just go to, like, the Sand Hill, do my workout, like, kind of, like, release my pissed-offness or, like, whatever I was feeling that day. Go do that workout. Kind of, like, try and stay, like, as sharp as I could. Like, I would rip... Forbes' Mars blades, because he's one of the first guys to like, kind of get those at the time. Skating yeah. down the boardwalk, one of the blades just blew out from blew out from like underneath me. Absolutely shit. Like skidded skidded up my arm, like trying to stick in, like down the boardwalk. I was like, maybe it's time to retire at that point. <laughs> Next day, like as I'm a little banged up, I get a call from Minnesota and my agent, like, hey, like, we got, like, a PTO for you. Like, you want to come, like, try out for the wild, like, see how you do in training camp, and, like, we'll see where that leads. It's like, hell yeah. Because at that point, I only had one offer from Germany. And when we yeah. were talking about, we were, I was like, it was Wolfsburg. Like, hey, like, we can get you, like, so-and-so money. I was like, yeah, it's a great deal. Like, I'll go over to, like, Germany. Like, just be like like, awesome experience. Go, like, play european hockey but they offered me half the money they they we were talking about so i was like okay you don't treat me as like a real thing so i'm not gonna like treat you guys like a real business deal so i said no no thanks um i'll give my i'll try my luck over here made iowa um then ever since then i was just kind of been like yeah like i mean it out
0: Tom, you've, you've actually, you know, you've had an impressive run being in the American League, which, you know, a lot of people consider the toughest league to play in in America or in the world. Um, you've had an impressive run playing that league. You know, a lot of guys, you know, there's a ton of guys, you know, even guys like Kawaguchi or Adam Scheeler. There's guys that get sent down to the coast and you've been able to, uh, you know, continue playing in the American League, which is not an easy feat. Um, especially when you want your, you know, a lot of the American, a lot of the veterans are, you know, guys who have played two, 300 games in the NHL.
1: Yeah, no, um, like this sounds, this sounds cocky, but it, it is in the least aspect of cockiness. Um, I view myself as a guy that can make the NHL, um, I've, I've obviously messed up like a couple of opportunities like to get there. Um, maybe haven't played in the best circumstances or didn't set myself up for the right opportunity. Um, but like the more I played, the more I think I still can have a chance. Or like if I had the chance, like when I get the opportunity, I don't think it will be like a huge step for me just like sure. I I picture myself being able to play in the NHL. It's just when and if I can yeah. do the, can do it. So it's not like I don't picture myself not as an NHLer, but like I'm ready to play in the NHL and
2: I can kind of prove that like day to day in the NHL. Yeah. And Tom, sure. I feel like you and I feel like you'd be doing yourself a disservice if if you didn't have that mindset right like like you know if you don't believe in yourself to that level like i feel like you'd be you know one of not very many in that league or at that level that you know you almost have to think that way to compete at even the, you know to play in the american league because it's a highly competitive league right and like you have that mindset and i mean everybody's seen you play like you're a highly talented guy with a high hockey, high, high, high hockey, hockey IQ. And you, uh, and you've, and I feel like given the right opportunity, you could be one of those guys that, you know, later in a career could find an opportunity. And I mean, if you, if you ever lost that mindset, I feel like you'd be doing yourself a disservice because um, you should play with that yeah. confidence at any level you're playing at, I guess. Right.
0: For sure. I think you should always have that confidence, any level.
2: Uh, no, I,
1: See, it gives me hope like there's plenty of guys that go like the elusive like 300 300 like 300 games in the AHL before they ever get a sniff in the NHL um you hear of it it's not like super sought after uh yeah. but, like those are the guys that like get talked about um just right opportunity right timing um, they're playing well at the right time. So I don't wanna quit on myself. Um, obviously I'm very happy with like my career so far. I would never think I would been able to play pro hockey like this is my seventh year now and I've enjoyed every every part of it. But yeah, like I always strive for a little more, even if it's I'm on an AHL deal, like I'm looking to try to get an NHL deal next year. Um, sometimes it's frustrating it's very it's like it's a very frustrating game for sure uh you're always disappointing yourself after the season no matter how well you do but like I'm always excited to see the guys like even if you're going into a new team like you get to meet new guys you get to meet like a bunch of beauties every year and if you can play well while meeting new friends it's
2: I mean it's the coolest job in the world, right for yeah. sure yeah I mean you can't you can't beat i mean you're playing hockey for a living and you've done it for seven years, and you're gonna keep playing and I mean, take it for me and ozo like we both have you know we both have regular careers and jobs and whatnot and like there's nothing nothing better than playing hockey and being a part of a team and you've gotten paid for seven years doing that, and you know hopefully many more to come, so pretty impressive yeah. the career you've already strung together and you know what you've, you know, put on a resume for years to come, it's, you know, you've done a, done a hell of a job to this point. So. It's, uh,
1: it's, it's pretty funny. uh, The difference in what I thought my game was coming into pro compared to what it is now. Oh yeah. I I honestly thought I was a skill guy coming into pro hockey.
0: You've had to adjust the game and just play a different role just to fit in with the team, you know, because there's not always those spots and those certain roles.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, I can honestly go back to North Dakota when me and Gage were were battling for a spot. It's just, like, play predictable, play responsible. You earn that spot. You get your spot. You get a little comfortable in that spot. Then you can kind of expand. And, like, all of a sudden, like, when you're expanding, like, your game, you're trying new things. So you always, like, want to, like, be better than you were last game. But sometimes, like, not being noticed is the best thing for your game.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Especially for a defenseman, right? Like, as much as you want to be, you it, know. It's like when you think you're okay. So,
1: yeah, like, you're never comfortable, but, like, when you can feel comfortable, you can get into a routine and kind of people, like, know what you're going to bring. That's why it be
0: so – it'd be so easy to be like Patrick Kane or Sidney Crosby or Alex Ovechkin, just because like those guys are not worried about playing, you know, like they're worried about scoring two goals instead of one.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's, that's where like, I, I respect those guys because they play at such a high level every day. And then like, it's tier, like it's tier, like you got those guys and then you got like, your second liners, third liners, like
4: yeah,
1: your Nick Dow is like you guys that are there every day, yeah. and then you got guys like Paul Ledoux. Like, I mean, Stech is like a every day in the NHL, but like
4: For the sure. guy shows
1: he shows up every day. You can't yeah. take him out of the lineup because he's good.
0: Yeah,
1: and like that's the one, that's the one spot you want to be in. Like, why, like why, oh, yeah. can't, why can't we take this guy out, out of the lineup? he's like well he, he's there every day he's a good has a great attitude and like he, he competes
2: so like what's wrong with that right a lot of clichés but they're like th- those are that's actually what coaches like want to see and like it's it's easier said than done to be the guy that actually shows up and brings you the the same level of play and attitude yeah. every single day it's easy to say that you know you want to be that guy but to actually live it and embody it's a lot is a whole nother story
0: oh yeah no,
1: it is it is exhausting like don't get me wrong um like when i show up to work i'm gonna have a smile on my face i'm gonna be the guy like guys can talk to like oh like what's going on like what's the problem like you feeling good you ready to go and like i want to like make them better but like when they're better I'm getting better too. So yeah. it's it's hard to be positive for other guys, but when that's your part of the job, it's easy, right? Yeah. It's a different, it's a different way
2: to look at it. Cause when you're, when they're better, you're better.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And Tom, I, I mean, not to, even, not to even compare like, you know, where I was with my career and where you are now, but like, even my experience at Northern Michigan was very similar in the sense of like, you know, sometimes I wasn't in the lineup, but like it was, you know, the better the team was as a whole, the better it was for me. And the better my experience was. And when I did get my opportunities, it was better to be a part of something that was good than to be dragging something down, you know, being out of the lineup. So you had to have that mindset of like, it didn't matter when you pop in, you know, whether you're in 10 in a row or out 10 in a row, when you do get in, you want to make sure you're a positive influence on the team and make sure that team's trending in the right direction. When you do get the opportunity, you never know when it's going to come at any given time. You could be back in for a 30 game stretch into the playoff push. And and you know what I'm talking, you know, you know what I mean? So yeah, I do. I do admire that, especially at that level when you're getting paid to do it and guys are, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to see.
0: It is. is It's a, Crazy,
1: a hundred percent agree for like the one guy, like I look at, like from my experience, is uh, Connor Gardner or Carter, whatever, however you say it. Yeah, um, yeah. like that guy, he embodied just being part of the team, like being there for everyone, doesn't matter like what he doing on the ice, and then all of a sudden, we're start, we're starting to call him Connor Baker like Gordy Baker yeah, yeah. like you just got hot at the right time
0: yeah Baker that's why Tom that's why some of the walk-on <clears throat> and like some of the you know some of the lower drafted guys you know they end up making it because they're just way hungrier than the guys who feel entitled you know when they get there they feel like they're owed something and you know in reality they're owed nothing and and that's the way you know it always pans out that way. You know, that's why you see those undrafted guys and guys like Gordy Baker um, playing big roles on, on big-time teams.
1: Ozzie, though, question for you. Do you think if you're given the world, you would take it? Or if someone said, take the world, you'd go after it?
0: Uh, I think I'd go after it. If I have it, I feel like I'd want another world because just one world wouldn't be enough.
2: Yeah, it's it's too easy. Yeah, it'd be like winning the lottery, I guess. Right, like once you have, if you're just handed yeah. a chunk of money that you never earned, like it
0: is, it is like that.
2: You would you would you really feel sad? I personally think I could win the lottery and have a hell of a life. I, I don't think everybody could, but I think I could take this mega. I'm gonna check. I might have won the Mega Millions tonight. I bought a ticket. <laughs> imagine I oh, imagine no. I imagine I pulled the Mega Millions out right now, and I was Watch I think. Live on, Can you certain... guys imagine if I think the has would have a major viral moment right now if I pulled the <laughs> yeah. millions, it'd be huge.
0: Let's see it, perp. Come on, come on, come on. Come on.
2: Nervous come on. Oh. lucky number seven. Drum,
0: drum roll, please.
2: 10 p.m. It doesn't have them on here. What the hell?
0: Oh, that was just an anti-climatic. Hold
2: on, we're checking Google. <laughs>
1: Alright, here's a question. What would you do with your $500 million right now?
0: I would buy me a boat.
1: Alright, No. are you taking it anonymous? Like, none I'm taking, of your, like,
0: I'm none taking of your friends or
1: families could know.
0: I'm taking it straight up anonymous. I'm taking the cash out right now. No payments.
2: Yeah, you're. you gotta take the cash out. I mean, 'Cause whatever it is, like seven hundred and eighty five million for the mega millions tonight. Like you're getting like $350, $400. like you're good. Like you just get the money and oh, get it in but, something or do it. But out. What are you what are you doing with it? Like Yeah, I that, that would be the hard part, right? Like I feel like you'd have to have like a team of like highly experienced financial experts. I'm buying oil. I already yeah. know it. You're going oil?
0: <laughs> or you could or you could just put it in the bank somewhere and then just Make sure you have access to it and just use it the rest of your life. Don't be too big of an idiot. I mean, it's a fuckload of money.
2: Yeah, like how greedy do you really need to get to live in an exceptional life with four hundred million dollars? Like I'm trying to buy a football team. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're that's what I love about you, Tom. You're never quitting though. Like
0: yeah, you yeah, just got you yeah. just
2: got four hundred million, but you're trying to buy a football team where you could <laughs> you could just you could just buy yourself a slip for the Green Bay Packers and be an owner that way and then live on a yacht the rest of your days
0: it's true yeah well uh that was a good tangent guys um tom perp thanks for making it on mace as always um uh, tom thanks for being the guest this week it was awesome having you on um I had a hell of a time obviously um we didn't even, we didn't even have enough time to get to get around to all the stories we have so we'll have to get you on another time just to uh you know touch base again and and get some more stories out of you. So thanks for coming on for this episode. Really appreciate it having you on. All
1: right. No, I appreciate it. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to my boy, Jordan Schmaltz, representing Butter Golf. Um, Huge fan, long-time listener, first-time caller here. Uh, Anything to do for the brand. um, Has been, thanks for having me. Appreciate everything. I'll be back.
0: Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you all next week. See you, Tom.